They're bad. They're boys. And occasionally, they talk about running. Yes, it's the Bad Boy Running Podcast with your hosts, Jody Rainsford and David Heller. Come back. Baby, come back. Bye, 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 bye. Bye, 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 bye. I must admit I was a clone to be messing around. But that doesn't mean that you have to leave town. Come back. Bye, 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 bye. Bye, 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 bye. Bye, bye, bye. Hello, JD. Hello, David. How are you? Do you you know what I've done there? By saying your name, I've already introduced who you are. I thought that was was very clever. That was very clever. Hello, JD Rainsford. Oh, hello, David Hellard. How are you (laughs) on this fine bad boy running podcast episode? Oh, I am very good. I've been running a little bit and a little bit of banter. Yeah, I hope it's not um, um, aggressive uh, behaviour dressed up as banter, though. No, no, not this time. In fact, I, I finally am back running. I've had a week in which, actually, my leg hurts now. But until till my medium-length run yesterday, I had a week of not being injured, nice. which was delightful. Nice. Yeah, and exactly as you said, I needed to get injured to get my passion back. That's and it. as soon as... Yeah, and it's worked. Brilliant. But what I've realised as well, because I've I've started, I've moved offices, so I'm now um, working up in Bounds Green, and because of that, I don't mind to a certain extent that I'm not as fit. Because if I was training my usual routes, I'd just be depressed by the speeds at which I'm going over my segments. Yeah, and I go out for a run, like right, I can do the park and walk. I can do this route that I always do, and I come home and think, oh, I'm so slow. Whereas now, because I've gone to this new area, there's all these new Strava segments for me to take on, and all these challenges. And so every week I can go out there excited about trying to take down another one. Oh, and right. seeing- so we got Crouch End, Muswell Hill, all around like Harringay and Yes, yeah, it's, it's more like Arnos Grove actually. Yeah. There's, I never realised how how expensive the area is, but also how many parks there are. There's this one area that's I've got a, a two mile two mile out and two mile back just parks the whole way along a, a, a canal slash river. Yeah. And, and there's about four time trials on that two mile out two mile back which is brilliant so i can do it as a tempo i can do it as my intervals i feel sorry for this one guy who has got nearly all the records because i know i'm going to take him down i haven't got him yet but give me give me three four weeks and yeah he's gonna he's gonna hate me you've got strava Strava segments all over the place people are finding them like in newcastle and you know all over the all over the country where, they're all over Europe, in fact, because whenever I run somewhere, I intentionally go out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Copenhagen, there's some in, um, God, some in Munich. There's one in Sierra Leone. Yeah, I was going to say, did you do there's, those ones in Sierra Leone? Did you? Yeah, there's some there. Afghanistan. So I, whenever you are somewhere, people, anywhere new, create your own Strava segment and name it. Hopefully, Bad Boy Running Podcast, but, or just name it something stupid. And it's great because you forget about these segments and then suddenly you get a notification in two years' time that so-and-so-and-so is beating your, your, your records. And you then have to go back and go, what the hell is this place? And like, oh, my God, I remember that. It's quite a nice blast from the past. But you, do you go out around Brighton and take things down or take things on? 
I you got a root challenge? I, I don't have. I don't do any Strava stuff. I don't, I'm not even sure what you're talking about when you're talking about Strava segments. To be honest. Oh, you're missing out. I'm missing out. I know. Well, maybe I am. Maybe I am. I don't. I don't know. I just. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I. I, I don't, that, that sort of thing just doesn't. It doesn't like motivate me, taking down segments and stuff. I don't know. It just I, doesn't. Maybe I should. Maybe I should yeah. do it. Um, How about beating your own times across there? A route, yeah, yeah, I like doing that. That's fine. Because um, in a way, know. that's what it is. Yeah. It's, it's just a different form of that. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I just find it too depressing the fact that I, I, I wouldn't be able to beat any times if I'm beating myself. I know I can do it, but other people. That's that's turned into quite a sad little story. The way I'm telling there's, that, doesn't it? There's a lot. Of, there's a lot behind that. But there's a lot of segments on there where you know you don't stand a ch- chance of of ever coming top in them, but. The fact that you have a time trial that you do regularly and going out, it's, it's a bit how, why park runs so good because people go out and they've got their PBs and they can challenge them. And so similarly, if you came up with a three-mile loop from your house that you could, you know, half-mile jog and then take on a three-mile loop that you do every week, that's then interesting when you go out feeling fit. And that's your reward for getting fit. Is you, you take on a new record in that, that route. Yeah, do you know what? I haven't, I haven't even looked at Strava segments where I live. That's crazy, isn't it? It is. It is. Oh, I might, I'm, actually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to challenge myself. If I'm still alive next week um, and I still want to do any running, I will, um, I'm going to go out and I'll try, some, uh, try some Strava segments. Well, so or go it, and set your own. Do some really intricate ones where you've got to do like seven left turns of a right and then down an alleyway. And, and if you set that up as a segment, no one's ever going to run that. So you'll have that for life. Oh, really? That's the key, is it? Make it as yeah. complicated as possible. Yeah, just make it impossible to actually find the exact route. <laughs> Get in a car. Do a rub yarn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, how are you? I'm good, man. I am good. Well, I say good. I mean, like, um, uh, I could be doing Nervous? a bit more running. About what? Well, I don't know. Yeah, just your Why? What's coming up? What's coming up? Your, your life insurance? <laughs> have you, yeah. Do you have life insurance? No, I don't have life insurance. Is is Libby and uh, and Libby Junior coming up to support next weekend? Um, they were keen, and then until I until I said um, that it's likely it's going to take me like eight hours, in which case they're like, <laughs> "Oh, fuck that! We're staying at home." Good decision, Livy. Good decision. <laughs> I think she thought it was going to be, "Oh yeah, a few hours." I'm like, what race have we ever done where I've just taken a few hours? <laughs> I don't think there's a single race I've done that's only taken a few hours. Like the only race the you could run. come and run. Yeah, the, the only race you could come and watch me like legitimately without it getting boring might be you know. A color run or something, or you know, even park run or something. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't think I don't think it's conducive to uh, to bring in children or um, or. Uh, There'll be a lot or, of swearing. There's going to be a lot of swearing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think is I don't know. I don't know uh, really how I'm going to feel or or anything. Um, I, I you know um, we'll discuss this with our next guest, who's the expert at this. But um, have you ever been filmed in a race? <laughs> no, I'm barely photographed. They've all gone home by the time I turn up. <laughs> But do you think that's gonna? Will that change how you're reacting? Will that change? Will that mess with your psychology? Do you think knowing the camera's right there, seeing you? It's weird because, um, like in ultras and stuff, whenever I'm running things like that, I'm like on my own. Um, Yeah, it's very you know, and so occasionally I'll be with so yeah, I'll be running alongside someone. But you're on your own for such long periods, it like it doesn't matter. Um, But to know that you're being filmed, 
I don't know. Yeah. What? See, if I if I'm in a dark place, I want I want to be left alone. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I. I have to keep putting on this like grumpy persona who who's no good at running, and maybe I'll have to just keep that act up because I'm on. I'm on camera. I won't be able to suddenly, you know, break into a, a nuts winning stride. You might, you might end up winning Best Oscar instead of La La Land. <laughs> <laughs> if you can, if you can do an eight hour performance. Imagine, one, yeah, that's amazing. Imagine, oh, wow. imagine that getting to that, getting to the nuts when they do the awards at the end and they accidentally announce me as the winner. I mean, that... <laughs> and then they go, "Oh no, he's he's still on the course." No, 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 exactly. Why? <laughs> No, there is there is um, the um, my uh, lack of um, what I would say preparation, uh, even yeah. over the basics. Um, we'll, we'll talk about actually in a second uh, when we introduce our guest. Um, but yeah, I found out something today that may may affect um, my um, uh, well, would, would fundamentally affected uh, how I think my performance is going to be, and that's um, yeah. that's finding out about timings and, and the fact that there is a cut off. <laughs> Which I didn't know. Yeah, but actually, I mean, the timing to a certain extent—if you're going slower than that—it's it's dangerous. You're not moving. Oh, quick really? Enough. Is it? Okay. Yeah, you're okay. not moving quick enough to be warm. Okay. Also, you think I think it's comfortable. I don't know. I think is I don't. Yeah. Well, let's talk about this. Let's just introduce our guest because we've got to talk about nuts, man. We do. We do. So we've we've got our first ever returnee to the show. Oh. Which is wow. This makes you the David Brent of the Golden Globe Awards. <laughs> equivalent of that but um you know you know he's not really david brent it's actually ricky gervais <laughs> he is in my heart <laughs> even in extras i'm like what's david brent doing no, acting now no no you're not we're giving the impression that you're a returning guest but what it actually looks it looks like um when uh, on, have i got news for you when a guest drops out at the last minute and they, sudden, <laughs> and they suddenly call someone uh, go, let's get let's get Catherine ryan on again <laughs> Yeah, it's either that or a tub of lard, which I sometimes do. <laughs> but um, if you haven't listened to the earlier episodes, we, we interviewed Pete probably, was it a year ago? Am I here yet? Yeah, I think. Am I oh, sorry. Hey, it's Pete. It's Pete. Pete. It's Pete. <laughs> Pete. Yay, Pete. Hey. Don't, don't come out of the cupboard until we tell you, Pete. Okay, sorry, sorry, Get sorry, back sorry, in. So uh, we interviewed Pete about a year ago, and uh, Pete is the founder of Mud School which is the league of the obstacle race, uh, the obstacle race league of the UK, but also is the main, uh, I guess, the media powerhouse behind the obstacle, all obstacle racing in the UK. Um, so videos, how to um, entering races, insurance, everything like that. Um, so you got Pete on then. He's also the husband of Miss Miller, who's the powerhouse in Ultimate Hell Week. But Pete is, um, Pete is one of the world experts on the Nuts Challenge. He's also doing the marathon de sabla this year and he's also been doing some some crazy shit with Lee Stuart Evans this last weekend <laughs> so we really wanted to just catch up with Pete because we're really interested to see how he's finding the preparation to MDS um, and we really want to follow him when he's out there uh, but also Jodie's doing nuts next week and um, we're really giving Pete the chance to audition um, should Jody die to to take over as the other member of the podcast. I was gonna, so, funny enough, I was going to say this is potentially the last ever podcast in which I'm appearing on, <laughs> either because of death or shame. Yeah, yeah. Which which do you fear more? I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure. So yeah, but then this is like gone full circle, isn't it? So we're coming back to 
The original challenge was set by you. I think when I... Uh, Eddie, if you're really clever, you can cut the original conversation into this Oh, bit. that would be amazing. It would be really hard to find. That would be really yeah. hard to find. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the original conversation was um, which should be the first obstacle course race that I try. And um, four laps of Winter Nuts was your answer. And so now, <laughs> this my attempt at four laps of Winter Nuts will be my first obstacle course. Am I here yet? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, I'm really confused. I'm not allowed to all when I'm allowed to speak. Should we try and do a whole episode where the interviewee <laughs> never says anything? <laughs> Welcome, I'm, like, I'm trying to be quiet and I'm trying to like laugh. Why, why, are you, why are you trying to be quiet? You don't need to be quiet. Why? Welcome, Pete. <laughs> Welcome, sure when you, I'm not sure when they finish the introduction and like start the main. <laughs> I think you're on. I think you I, just assume. Pete, you've done this once before. You've done this before. Okay, I know. I was really confused then as well, but now I'm speaking out about it. I feel now I'm a returning guest. I should, you know, give you feedback on how you guys are doing. And I'm confused at this stage in the interview, like I was last time. Are we? Are we much more professional than we were? Well, I can hear both of you, so that's kind of a good start. <laughs> well, welcome, uh, welcome, Pete. We've got. Thank you. I mean, Mudstickle, you're doing. Aren't you doing your whole a whole wave of Mudstickle races? A wave of mudstickle races. Yeah, we're, we're doing mudstickle waves at races. Um, <laughs> but the mudstickle races. <laughs> yeah. But isn't there a special wave for nut at nuts for mudstickle? Oh yeah, no. So yeah, what we're doing at nuts, right? So my thing is with nuts is that um, it's it's a brilliant race. Like obviously loved it. It's one of my favourite races of all time. And the, the thing about nuts is the thing that everyone's working up to is to do the four laps of nuts because it's just um, it's, 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 uh, it's really easy, Jadal. But, but, you know, for everyone else, it's, uh, it's horribly <laughs> brutal. And, um, and it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, I think it's just a, a, a race to get ticked off your list. And, and I think like a lot of people have, have uh, you know, the pop- a lot of people who are serious about it have either tried it or they've done it. And uh, once you've done it, um, not everyone's going to want to go back and put themselves through that again. Yeah. yeah. I think that nut still has a lot to offer. So why should you feel like you have to, every time you go to nuts, just go and yeah. brutalize yourself over the course of six, eight hours, which as amazing as that is, I think that I think what I really want to see there, I want to see like people gunning on the course while it's still clean. Um, yeah. An amazing race. So what we wanted to do for this, uh, this season of the league is that we wanted to we, we we basically like we've we've made it so that the one lap race is a really high point scorer just so that we can hopefully get some really good people along there and see what happens when they're racing hard on a one lap course before anyone has been on it so it's going to be first thing on Saturday morning so it'll be yeah. not, we're making a 9:30 wave that anyone who has signed up to any wave can come and join the 9:30 wave as long as they're a league member or musical member or whatever so we don't have everyone in you know although that would get crazy but yeah um so hopefully we'll have some good people there we, we, we've actually got no idea how many people are going to be doing it just because of the nature of how we've organized it but um sounds like one of david's events <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so yeah that should be fun should be like a different like it'll be a speedy nuts which we're very yeah. uh well uh, apart from the very front guys we're not really used to seeing that so yeah. so has the course changed since last year would you say has, has wayne made anything new yeah so um they've added a couple of bits um and um i think we're going to be doing a preview on it this week actually i think phil's going to be heading down there with nashtag and um 
one thing that I've noticed, they've got a ro- the rope swing doesn't rope swing over to a bank now. It rope swings into a net, uh, okay. like a warrior type thing, except it's a um, it's slanted the other way rather than slanted against you. The net you're, you're kind of like swinging into an A-frame net. Um, there's something. What was the other thing that was going on there? There was like a rope traverse in the summer. I'm not sure whether that's still there for the winter. Um, and there was uh, was there something else by the side of that mutts nuts what's it, what's it called Mont- monty's revenge thing um i can't remember anyway we'll find out later in the week hopefully but by the time this is up hopefully there will already be a preview on mud school about it so if, if we're gonna I, I we probably need to prepare jody a little bit for what are the sections oh, that well i'm gonna say i've prepared really really well for this because what i've done is i've basically watched all of like monsticles um like stuff on youtube Oh, brilliant. Uh, around it. All and I it. think all, all 300 videos. <laughs> oh, well, they're 300. Well, I watched well I watched about 6 of them a few times. Um yeah. and I feel like I it's like it, I feel like I sort of know the course now. Um from those few videos. So if you could hurry up and get the extra bits in um before next weekend. <laughs> I can't. Have, I have you actually seen the course in the flesh yet? No. Because it's so <laughs> like having spent that map, the map they have is awful. I have no idea. Okay, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. map, I'm like, I look at that map, I'm like, what? I don't really understand what's what. I can't even, I can't even associate the map. When I see that, like, people do, like, sped up videos of it and stuff. Yeah. And then I look at the map and I'm like, I, can't, I don't, I just, I have no idea what I'm looking at. I can't, like, connect the two. But the things are so, there's so much going on over the nuts course anyway. Like, it's just not, not the sort of thing you can fit into a map. It's, um. Yeah, it's too intense. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just kind of. Yeah, you just got you got to see the course. And I, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so. Have you have you actually been doing anything to prepare for it at all, Jake? Or are you just <laughs> you're just going to bumble into it? Well, I just the thing is, I had every intention of um, uh, of doing a lot, but then I've just been like ill constantly. I've got a cold now. I've got a cold, and I've got a bit of a sore throat. Fortunately, I've had it. I've got it now, which I think will be okay by the time we get to next weekend. Um, yeah. And I've been lucky in the sense that. Um, some people, some people are lending me bits of like neoprene and stuff. Um, cool. I need to, go, I need to go to Brighton Water Sports this week to buy the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, and from the video, what, which of the obstacles are you? Have you got question marks over, or are you thinking I'm not quite sure how to approach those? I have. Um, I'm pretty certain that I cannot do a rope swing, so I think <laughs> if I just go straight in the water, that'll be fine. Yeah, totally fine. Well, I'm not sure how that's going to work now with this net now. But but yeah, previously, so that rope swing is um, once everything gets covered in clay, it's really hard gripping onto a rope. You've got to be pretty pretty special to be able to hang onto that rope and actually land on the bank. So for the majority of people, and especially past the second or third lap, you're you're just going to like hold onto the rope for a second, then plonk straight in the water. And there's um, and there's that's things the reality like of it. things like. Um like monkey bars and um, like rings and stuff. I know I'm not even going to attempt that. I'm just going to have the whatever the penalty is. Oh, you've got to show willing though. I'm you not... can't just walk straight into the penalty. You've got to you've got to at least like hang on a bar and fall back off again. Otherwise... You might surprise yourself. I, I'm pretty <laughs> certain that I can't hold I can't hold my own weight. I'm pretty certain oh, yeah, of that. You see, the thing is with uh, uh, the way I feel, uh, the way about I feel about nuts is that 
for me, that section there with the monkey bars and the hang tough rings, for me, that's not nuts. I'm a bit mm. old school with my feelings on nuts. That's exactly it, what I thought. That's why I'm yeah, using you know, it. <laughs> it's like, is this, is this course that's like, like slippery clay getting in and out of rivers banks and like larger wooden-y obstacles you know everything that's completely <laughs> doable like everything the best thing about nuts is that everything is completely doable and mm. um, either do it or you don't there's no failing anything whereas this new section that they built which is it's understandable why they have done because you know they've got to kind of try and keep up with mm. you know the way that obstacle racing is going nowadays they you know they've added in monkey bars and they've added in the the hang tar the you know the rings and the, the, you know uh, all of this other stuff um but for me that that for me doesn't really work on the course because by the time it's coated in clay it's virtually well it's, yeah. it's super hard to do yeah and um and it's just it just feels a little bit out of place to me. Um, so I would, I would say give those things a go and you might get away with, you know, getting a few rungs on the first bar. It's definitely worth trying to do on the first lap. Um, but you know, come the, come the later laps when it's all caked in clay, I, I I would say there's a lot of people who are just going to have a very quick try at each of those things and probably just end up picking up the log and going around. Um, you know, another, I think in a lot of other obstacle races, you could say, oh, no, that's really bad form. Like, um, you know, not really hammering on and trying to get an obstacle done. But again, I think just for me, nuts is different. For me, it's not a course about trying and failing and, you know, whether you should fail and you should do that because I actually like the fact about nuts that everything is doable and achievable or has been historically. It's 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 a battle of attrition nuts rather than a battle of skill. So um, there is one thing that I'm concerned about, um, which may somewhat ham- well, there might be lots of things, but I'm ignorant to them. Um, but the one thing that did emerge this week that I wasn't aware of was that there's a cutoff time. Yeah, uh, <laughs> how are you not aware of this? It's like the so, <laughs> so, so um, as I understand it, the cutoff you have to be, you have to have finished. Uh, wait a minute, you have to have started your last lap by two o'clock if you're yeah, here after six course. hours yeah See, the thing is, i don't i have no idea how long that's gonna take to to do one lap it that seems like ages that seems like absolutely ages but yeah. i have no idea well yeah it, it totally does doesn't it it's um yeah 21k how can you think about 21k and think Oh yeah, I've got to make sure I get twenty one k done in six hours. <laughs> I mean, even as an ultra runner, that's I know. That's still quite a, that's and you can, pretty, you can pretty much moonwalk it in that time. <laughs> <as well. laughs> but I don't. Um, know. It does. It. I uh, yeah. I just. I have. I don't really know how to. It doesn't make any sense. Why? Why? <laughs> why? That's see. Why is there a cutoff? It does. I don't know. It, well, I think it will make sense in the third lap. Definitely. <laughs> when you're, definitely when you're makes sense in the third lap when you when when I, when, when when two, halfway around the third lap. <laughs> Do they are they strict are they strict about it? Yeah. Are yeah, very really? strict, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 they are, yeah. You may if I get if I get like round like almost round the third lap and then miss out because of a calf. Oh, I don't know what I'll do. I think I'm like, I what? that's what I want to happen because it's going to set up for next year. <laughs> it oh, sets up for a retrial. <laughs> a retrial. <laughs> if it takes me, if it takes me six hours to do, how many? What's it called? Uh, yeah, three three laps. Yeah. yeah. Um. 
Yeah, I don't. It, uh, to me, it just it doesn't really make sense in my head that actually, but but it it's still it's still something. I mean, no, wait a minute. No, I'm, I'm saying is that is that I, I, how long does it normally how long does it normally take to do a lap? It's very reasonable for a lap to take two hours. I mean, um, there's bits been that have been added onto the course over the last couple of years, but you know, the best people really have done it in probably about an hour a lap. Oh really? Oh okay. Yeah. So um so I'm in between you know, the slowest and probably the best. It. Yeah. There's probably only five or six people who've who've gone sub 4 hours, I think. Yeah. Yeah, John definitely has. Yeah, Connor. Uh, in those early ones. I remember that actually I think one year early on, I think he did a lap in about 50 55 or something. Like and and he kept his like his first and lap her first and second lap were pretty much bang on. By the minute, but to the minute, which is pretty impressive. Okay, um, yeah. um, and the the thing that I don't understand is, um, because uh, in some of the videos there's, there seems to be a lot of queuing and a lot of congestion. So uh, does that how how is that how does that work? Is there a lot of that at the start, or does that come later? Because then there's different waves. I don't understand how the whole waves thing works. Yeah, well, it depends which videos you've seen. Um, I think the Saturday can be pretty busy because generally that's when um, you know the, the the people who can't aren't necessarily as core to obstacle racing are going along there. You know, it, it's just kind of like groups of uh, people who are just kind of bubbling into it, uh, having fun and whatnot. Um, and they'll generally be a bit slower. There's a lot more of them um, and things. Yeah, they they get stuck in pipes a lot more and end up doing <laughs> that kind of thing. So, um, <laughs> Um, so the Saturday is pretty busy. So you might have seen some footage of the Saturday. Yeah. Um, but come the Sunday, they've they've started now adding normal people, not just idiots doing four laps, into the Sunday. Right. Uh, and it's kind of the part of the reason why they do that is to actually not make it so lonely for the four lap people because um, <laughs> yeah, when I did four laps in the winter, it was like it came to a point where I was one of only six people out on the course and. Like, really? just like bumbling around like a zombie, yeah. like not seeing anyone for hours on end. And, and it, it just got a bit, <laughs> it stemped me a bit stir crazy. So now I think even for the, like for the safety of the people running around and so you don't get people like John falling asleep in bushes and in the third lap. Um, you kind of, I think Is that allowed? Kind of have, Is that allowed falling asleep in bushes? people wandering around. Um, <laughs> but even so, so I don't, I don't think they bring in enough people for it to get to, too congested on a Sunday there'll be certain periods where it'll feel busier and I think it'll probably be more around your second or third lap time you know probably around the second lap will probably be around the busiest and um and if you do ever face congestions and you know I can think of the spots where you would get congestion it would be there are these um uh, like metal pipes that mm. you're uh, that you're going up and you, you you pull yourself up using a rope in the middle there and then there's a pole slide um, which people get a bit freaked out going down. Yeah. So those are the kind of the hot spots where you get congestion. And normally they'll keep one of those free for four lappers. Um, oh, okay. And even if they haven't, um, they 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 should brief you on this on the start line. But you're allowed to say, "I'm a four lapper coming through," um, and then people should move out your way, and you should be able to go through. Um, because the key thing about four laps is staying warm and keep yeah. moving. And and uh, so so yeah, if you are ever stood in a queue. And you think that it's just people in one and two laps? You should definitely, definitely say, "I'm really sorry. Um, I'm on a four lap. I'm going to be out here for about eight hours. Do you mind if I just pop in front or whatever, or just say four lap is coming through or whatever?" And they sh they should all be briefed too to let you through. Right. So at the right. beginning of all of their waves, they should be told. Um, oh right. Yeah. Okay. And so, 
the, right, so the one thing that it doesn't look like there's much of is actual running. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> no. <laughs> right, there's probably oh, two sections for your yeah for your, for um, ultra runners. That's pretty uh, pretty normal, isn't it? <laughs> so, no, <laughs> so it's the walking section. Yeah, I can see yeah. the walking section because if there's some uphill, that's a walking section. But um, yeah. but yeah, so that well, that's what I'm thinking about in terms of like keeping warm and stuff. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's really different. It's really different. I, I just don't really know how to judge it. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the good thing is the the bit when you get really wet and cold is just before the transition. So you you go in the there's one bit where you you do their slide which is pretty fun. You go in the water, you then climb up and you scale over these boats so that you're in the wind. You're possibly going to fall in and get completely drenched. But then you come back into the transition area. You can have some food, have some warm drink, and then you get a bit to run as well. Mm. So okay, that, I've got gone that section there after you've so after you've been over the little dinghies and you go through the lake. And then there's a section where you run back into the, you, you've got, I say run, it's about 50 meters. You run back into the transition area and there's always a crosswind there. So you're at your yeah. wettest and there's a crosswind that is just making you freezing. And so you're feeling freezing coming into the transition area. And this is part of the mind game with nuts. You feel at your shittest coming into the transition area and you've got the option to bail out there and then. Um, so it, I think that's the thing. Like it's people who choose then to go and do that extra lap is kind of um, that's a challenge. Yeah. And so all right. So yeah, there you are. This is what I do. So um, the food, like you have a box of food, uh, and mm. you just bring it along, and you need to make your box really stand out because everyone else has got their boxes of food. Yeah. And and it's what is it just left on a table, and so yeah, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, left or yeah, they're under a table. They basically have trestle tables. You can either stick in, you know, underneath or above. Yeah, a box is a good idea rather than a bag. Yeah, one there, of these kind of like. Are there people there um, preventing other people tampering with that box? Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> I, I, no. <laughs> it's literally going to be filled with milkshake when you come back. Um, I've I've had a, I've got a theory, um, and and it's this that um, if I could, oh yeah, that was the other thing I wanted to ask you. Um, if I, I think I, if I go around in a bad boy running uh, shirt, I'm going to be a target. <laughs> so, is it possible at this late stage to get a mudstacle t-shirt? Because well, I've, got, no one I've, got, I've got a fake beard, and if I go around as Andy, pa- <laughs> a, a heavily, heavily overweight Andy Parry, then no one will throw. They'll cheer and be all lovely and stuff. Whereas if I'm dressed as uh, you know bad boy running garb, it's just going to be. A load of fuck you buddies and abuse. Are yeah. you going to go in full fancy dress so that no one knows who you are at any point? You're just dressed as a, a pink rhino. <laughs> that's my that's my normal outfit when I run. I don't know. I hadn't even thought about fancy dress. Maybe uh, I don't know. It depends. It depends whether it slows me down. If it if it costs me a place at the world champs and, and uh, you know there's a possibility, it's a possibility. I don't want to do that. Um, I, so there's another question. Um, what's all this talk about insurance? Insurance? Yeah, why do you need insurance? Well, the, what, are you talking about multiple insurance or? Well, any insurance, I don't understand. Why well, do you... the, the events should be insured. Oh, okay. I know Nuts China is insured. So yeah, if they, if they, if you get um, hideously, uh, if, yeah, if you really hurt yourself there and it's, you know, Nuts fault, then obviously they'll have, uh, they should have, um, uh, what is it called? Uh, liability insurance right oh, I, did, I just, yeah. When but, then, I... but then we do, so yeah, Muscle does put, um, personal accident insurance, so if you hurt yourself, and it's your fault. 
Uh, then we have some kind of insurance. Surely they'd out. never pay out on something like nuts. Surely, surely the insurers would go, there's no fucking way, man. That's <laughs> <laughs> what it's for. That's what it's for, yeah. I, just, I, had this, I had this idea all of a sudden when I heard this thing about, you know, because I, I, was, I was genuinely looking for a Mudsticle t-shirt uh, thinking, right, this might actually be the most important piece of kit that I buy in order to prevent <laughs> prevent getting pelted with shit. Um, and uh, and I noticed the insurance thing as well. And I think, please tell me that obstacle courses have insurance. That would just be crazy. they have yeah, they have liability insurance, and we have personal accident insurance. Oh, right, okay, cool, cool. But yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. Normally, I'd be like, yeah, definitely wear a obstacle shirt. It's brilliant. Be part of the gang. But Nah, I'd go with a bad boy running. <laughs> well, there's, there's not going to be anyone there who knows bad boy running that doesn't know what you look like. Yeah, true I enough. Yeah. I, I, the thing is, I can't even imagine people, if it's like wet and stuff, I don't even understand why there'd be people standing around. I find it very difficult to imagine why people would hang around long enough to come and just throw a fucking, for the minute amount of pleasure it would get just to throw, a, throw something well, the, at me. The good thing is there's so many mudsicle racers there and there's also so many bad boys there that there's going to be people coming in and out of the transition zone constantly and so it's it's a really nice atmosphere if you're supporting Mm -hmm. because people finish one lap two laps three laps and so they get changed you chat with them they then come and support and so actually there is a lot going on and also you can cut through to quite a few different areas on the course so i'm sure we'll be heading out um to different points to to set up booby traps and uh, <laughs> special special refreshment sections what, what i love what I, what I love okay is when you say like people come out and support and hang around and stuff like that yeah if you've ever <laughs> if you ever run any of the ultras that i've run stuff like people like i finished i'm fucking off home like no one ever support you come back to a to a to a finish where like people even the even the organizers given up like fuck you you know the, the whole idea of coming out and supporting other people is just is is like anathema I'm bit, I'm... yeah it was very much the obstacle race way though i'd say yeah. and especially uh, mainly because of mudsicle actually because you you do know all the other people out there and you're probably the people who are still out there it's probably because they're doing more laps than you and so you're impressed by them or you want to see how it's going uh, yeah. and you're you're well with nuts you're genuinely concerned about them as well because <laughs> there's some people you see leaving you think he should not have gone out like fair play to him but he, he's not coming back <laughs> there's a chance they may die everyone everyone likes to see that it's amazing so so um lou fraser is is making a special trip to come to nuts to be a musical mum and literally sit in transition and look after everyone so uh... like, these people like you know people like this exist it's just incredible like that would just do that and she's not there to race it's just i think it's brilliant absolutely yeah, love it it's kind of i'm, I'm being a mudsicle dad as well yeah. in fact <laughs> you're more like a mudsicle uncle a dodgy <laughs> mudsicle uncle <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um Elard, are, are we going to be doing mudsicle tv bad boy running episode on jody's experience i'm i'm more than a million percent game for it if you are so you're gonna you're gonna come around because i'm thinking i can probably pretty much track him around the whole time and we can just wander around and and you can have a microphone and then we just kind of um we just cover the whole experience that would be brilliant um, like the andy experience with um but maybe with a bit more talking yeah that would be amazing what what do you think what do you think pete Uh, the the, they had talk about this is how the difference how supportive people are so like like you know your musical group and everything everyone's really lovely and supportive did you see the poll that we had in the uh, bad boy running <laughs> about how fucking far that I'd get round. 
<laughs> like eight people thought I'd even like turn up on the day. I mean, I think DNS was. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Can you imagine it? Yeah, Pete. What do you predict will happen to yeah, Jaden this predict? weekend? What? How do you think? Talk us through each lap. How we feel, and what do you? Where do you think it'll actually get to? Well, it's really hard because I don't know, Jodie, because I like I. I, I've been talking a bit with, with Lee about this and, and Lee's like seems to be really kind of well prepared, even though he's not making a big deal about it. And I think it could be this bad boy running thing he's where you kind of act like you're not prepared. But then when it comes <laughs> to it, you're actually going to, you know, you've actually been training and you've actually been preparing yourself. So I'm not sure, Jody, whether you're actually completely are bumbling into this. Yeah, or whether I'm not sure. You've been like sneaking along to do some laps with Michael. Yeah. Hitch. The, um, the thing is, what you have to remember is that Lee has done quite a bit of preparation and he is pretty much sticking with me. If, if we had a camel toe, that would, that would, that would be our umbilical cord. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. That's so I, that, so I am, I'm very much relying on Lee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be, being like, he knows, he knows, he, he's like going to be my eyes and ears out there to, you know, to basically let me know what, what's what on the course. So, so basically, your 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 strategy is to let him do all the training, so that he can drag you around. <laughs> well, he's not going to drag me. I'm still going to have to get about. No one can drag me around. Believe me, he doesn't have the he doesn't have the upper body strength for that. Um, but you know, it's going to. I imagine that you know, there's some there's some like tactical stuff to it. You know, knowing uh, I I I don't know. He know, he knows how quick we need to go and stuff. I don't. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I I think to be honest, Jody, I think because. I don't know. Having having now experienced the whole ultra fun running thing, I think it, it. You know, I had similar feelings doing pilgrims, say, yeah. to that I did at nuts. Um, in lots of ways, it was completely different. But in terms of like feeling completely battered and not wanting to move another footstep, um, that's kind of how you feel at nuts. You're just like, ah, oh, it's just just becomes this horrible slow plod without you really, you know being able to propel yourself forward so um in that respect i think you, you're probably going to be pretty well prepared for that side of things so i think probably more than just your average 10k obstacle racer i think you've you're on a pretty good um you're in a pretty good position but the thing like the thing is though within, in an ultra is that if you don't feel very good you can just walk <laughs> and you're still moving forward whereas i don't it doesn't look like i mean if with with this with an obstacle course if you if you're not feeling great you've still got to get in and out and in and out and you're still yeah. you're still exerting yourself more than just walking yeah but in the same respect you're also occupying your brain a little bit more yeah you know oh, yeah. It, i find i find that uh yeah obstacle racing it, it kind of yeah it just interests you more as horrible it can feel sometimes getting yourself out of a ditch at least you're concentrating on that thing then the next thing then the next thing and and mentally it's a little bit better maybe Rather yeah. than just yeah, I didn't think of it like that. I was just thinking like that's the difference with you know with an ultra like and you could just you can walk for a bit and you just you at least you're moving forward and the distance is going down. But yeah, if you need to like go across some fucking monkey bars and then swing across like and climb up some shit and then carry something, that's <laughs> not that's not. <laughs> well, what I love about this is though that one of well the the person that knows the course better than anyone who's the official official coach of the course is one of our very very dear do better listeners and i'm guessing you've not even messaged him once about this who michael michael ridgely oh 
it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I have I have been in contact with him. Um, okay. And um, and uh, but most importantly, I've watched his tips on Mudstacle TV many many oh, times. Okay. So I so yeah, you'll see you'll good. see those being oh. uh, you know um, being implemented really well. And you'll you'll realise how good he is when you'll get to one point where there's a series of little ponds that you crawl through and every for the first three laps you will fall over in at least two of the ponds because there are just these little you know what i'm talking about hey pete yeah yeah they're just these little platforms that you don't know are there and he knows every single step the bit when you go up before the ponds you go under in a almost under a pl- platoon a pontoon sorry and he uh, he knew then where to crawl and where to stay and i kept on falling over in bits and he knows literally every pothole of the course mm. and so um what a shame you haven't had a chance to go and do a lap of him already well, it you doesn't know. matter because lee's gonna be in front of me and so if lee's going <laughs> along and he goes i know that i can that's, that's a really good doing idea. A full lap of the course on friday night as well to uh to check it out so he'll be he'll be very what? fresh in his mind He's doing a full lap of the course, I think, on Friday night. Is he? Lee is? <laughs> Apparently, yeah. <laughs> is that officially allowed? Or is he just turning up? I don't know, actually. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so you can be very good hands. What on I love Friday? is... On Friday? What yeah. I love, JD, is if you turn up and there's no Lee, there's no Lee there, and then halfway round, there's just this floating body <laughs> that's been left out on the course from Friday. I'm just stood there going, Lee, Lee. What do I do? <laughs> Lee? Lee? <laughs> I'd love it if he does one lap and backs out because I'd sod that. Yeah. <laughs> well, surely everyone in front of me, I can, I'll be able to... Oh, it, all right, this will be the key. Just hold back a little bit. See what other yeah. people do. Yeah, just a yeah, bit it's so strung out so quickly, though. It. Yeah. But, but the thing is, though, it, it, it makes complete sense. Like, it's not a technical obstacle race. You just crawl up that bank and crawl down the next one. Like... Yeah, I mean, yeah, Dave's right. Like, you know, you, you're going to stumble in a few puddles and things, and but, yeah, you'll part of you remember on the second lap. You'll see. You so, make it sound so easy. You're get making me. Are you trying to make me like overconfident here? I think you're trying to. You're actually playing mind no. games of some sort. No, no, no. But that's the thing about it. So each element is really easy. Yeah. But it's a billion elements, and and well, that's it's like the, saying, the, the, that's like going, well, you know, marathon dissolves really easy. You just have to run like over a foot of sand, but you've got to do that, you know, <laughs> like 500 times. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's, but that's it. It's exactly it. It's exactly, hold on, sorry. Um, Miller's just come back home. Hey, all right, Miller. Yeah, I've got a key standard. We so finally got on the podcast. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hello, Miller. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm just, uh, just buzzing around. She's not here yet. Hold on. Okay, this this is where we need to do a really good cutaway for Eddie. Miller's in, Miller's in the podcast. Miller's in, Miller's on the podcast. It's Miller time. <laughs> so um, well, I promised her I'd do dinner when she came in tonight, and now <laughs> oh, no. be... she meant yeah. have dinner ready now. Yeah, no, I thought I'd do... yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, I said I'd do dinner when she comes in, but but um, yeah, this is kind of blown that. <laughs> so I'm gonna, have to... I think she's gonna have to make it. Well, we'll jump. We'll cut away from that. So, do bad is if you still have nothing to do this Sunday, we're going to be down in Dorking. Nuts Challenge. You're more than welcome to turn up. I might and, be there. Uh, and support. <laughs> Just don't be there in body. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe not in spirit. It starts at I think nine o'clock, and we'll be there for at least seven hours fifty nine minutes. I'd estimate. <laughs> is that right, JD? Is that... Oh, it's eight o'clock. <laughs> it's eight o'clock. Well, you it might be there for eight. nine, but I, I think 
That's right, isn't it? Oh, let me check. Wait a minute. It might do. It might do. Well, we'll say we'll check on the website, the Nuts website. So we'll be there all day. Feel free to come on down. Just make sure you're you're dressed in something warm and probably um, waterproof because it looks as if it's going to be raining Saturday and Sunday. But the moving on, the other reason we wanted to chat to Pete is because Pete has been training for the Marathon de Sabre 40 days away now. Ooh. 40 days? Is it 40 days? That's what I saw on Facebook today. Someone mentioned, which is one of those numbers that's actually like a month and a half seems a lot longer than 40 days. But yeah, 40 days. Um, how are you feeling? Well, um, I've been feeling really good actually lately. So uh, I've had it's been a bit of a roller coaster in how prepared and not prepared I've been feeling over the last year. Um, and uh, had a terrible time before Christmas, got a bit injured and, uh, and had a couple of months not doing anything. And um, and then came back and I've been uh, pretty much on it since then and uh, and been, you know, clocking up quite a few miles and did pilgrims. And um, so, yeah, mileage is feeling pretty good. And, and I, I can't believe how anal I've got about everything and how people <laughs> I've now got it in. Having gone for ages saying, look, I'm just going to take I'm going to take it easy. I'm going to ask someone at the last minute what I should get. And I'm just going to buy it and go yeah. like I totally for some reason about. Uh, I don't know six weeks ago maybe I just started to go into the massive amount of detail on everything and um, and it's just consumed my life completely so what if, what things have you been deciding like what decisions have you made um, well all of it mostly revolves on how I get weight down yeah. um, you know it's bags it's whether I'm taking poles um, whether I'm taking food, what type of food, how many calories do I get per weight, how do I then save weight by vacuum packing the food, getting a vacuum packer, um, uh, you know, but then looking at, at the, 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 you know, is should I be going for more of a carby type thing to a proteiny thing to a fat thing to um, shoes, what shoes do I go with? Oh man, and then yeah. it's so many variables. And, and, when you, them and, then, and when you decide on something, you decide on it for like two or three weeks, and then it all changes again. Yeah, totally. I'm really starting to doubt myself again already after having been really confident <laughs> about everything on Friday. But haven't you, been um, te- haven't you been testing all of it? Haven't you been like using it and like setting it when you've been doing, yeah. doing races? Yeah, totally. I've been testing and then settling on stuff and then kind of starting to doubt myself. It's just, it's just this cycle of. of just worry. I, I should have started this later. And are you, um, are you in like Facebook groups and stuff where other people are discussing yeah. it? Is that is that fueling the uh, insecurity around what you should be should be having? Or yeah. shouldn't? A little bit, but I kind of feel now. I, uh, for a long time in the Facebook, because there's yeah, there's a, there's a couple of Facebook groups that are very focused on people who are going out this year. And for a long while, I was I was kind of dipping into them and just going like, oh god, these guys like they're going into so much detail. Gosh, do they really have to do that? And then <coughs> all of a sudden, I panicked and I was like, oh no, they're going into the detail that I should be going into. I panicked, and now I've I've become massively opinionated about stuff. <laughs> and, um, and what I think is right. And um, and now I just kind of look in there and I think, nah, that's wrong. Nah, that's wrong. Um, what nah. is what is it that's what what takes you from from an idea to I believe this is right? Is it based on research and scientific fact? Is it based on that I like that guy he says this, or just based yeah. on whim? Or I think it's based on what people say, and then me trying it to see whether I agree with it. Okay. Um, so it's based on experience, yeah. 
Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think it's, it's like, uh, there's certain people I, I trust now, you know, I trust you, David. Um, I haven't spoken to Jody too much about it, but I'm sure I would trust Jody on what he says. I de- you know, at least Stuart Evans has been absolutely amazing. Like he's, um, I've, I've bugged him so much and his, his, um, his opinion, he's very opinionated. Very, very opinionated. But it turns out a lot of the opinions that he's had when I've tried them out have definitely worked massively for me. So um, he's been super useful. So so actually asking and talking to people has been absolutely brilliant. Um, And, you know, people like, you know, mega um, uh, experts like Elizabeth Barnes, like there's lots of her stuff I found really useful and bits and bobs from Rory Coleman, like the the feet tape. What to do with your feet is like a massive thing. Like, (laughs) do you wear socks with little toe things do you strap your feet do you lube your feet do you put vinegar on your feet do you soften your feet yeah there's, you too, there's, too, there's too many variables with your feet isn't there it's crazy <clears throat> yeah have you had do you do you have problems with your feet typically well no I, i've never had problems with my feet but i am now, <laughs> now stuck tape on too much vinegar on them <laughs> you see i i think if you've done enough miles and yeah. you're a runner anyway you don't need to do anything Really? Okay. Well, that's that's yeah. kind of the that's the way I'm starting to come around to actually because, um, so at Pilgrims, I taped my toes and for the first time I got blisters on the undersides of my little toes and really? I'm not sure whether that's just because of the taping. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's too hard to tell and I don't know what sand and heat and swelling is all going to do to my feet until you've done it. Like I can't really replicate a desert. Yeah. And actually, I think feet is one of those areas where it is so specific to the person food and nutrition i don't think is as tailored to people as everyone suggests mm. i think that's it's, it's only true if you've completely changed your diet and you are always vegan or you've always just been heavily on fats or heavier paleo but i think feet's the one thing where because we do have such r- different running styles and we've run such different amounts and the, the way in which the weight lands is different to each person yeah i mean i i I didn't do anything whatsoever i didn't put anything on my feet i had one pair of socks that i washed once and i wore a pair of trainers that i'd worn for 12 miles before i took them out there and it was all fine but i don't know if i'm just a lucky bugger or whether that's true for other people that run enough I reckon you. I reckon you wing it. It's not as if you know the second most, um, uh, the second biggest reason for dropouts is people's feet fucking up. Is that right? Is that the, the second, second biggest? Yeah, thing? second biggest thing is the feet. People's feet basically falling off, isn't it? That's the. What's number one? Probably salt tablets. It's uh, stomach issues, digestive stomach issues. issues. You can't. Mm-hmm. When you get digestive, you can't really help that. That's that's unlucky, yeah. isn't it? Um, yeah. yeah, feet. Okay, that's that's terrifying, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the, and, and how was Pilgrims then? That first oh, proper multi-day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was your, oh yeah, wow. So that was what was that like? Oh, it's brilliant. So so my plan was to do druids in November, but that's when I picked up my injury, so I had to drop out of that at the last minute. Um so really, yeah, this is my only chance to test out this multi-day malarkey before MBS. And um and I was kind of felt okay going into it. I, I was yeah. feeling pretty fit and uh and the, the my idea really was just to go along and just plot it out, see what happens. Which is pretty much what happened. I was a little bit, they stuck me in the elite group, which was terrifying. So, like, they send off the walkers first, then normal people second, like an hour later, and then elite people an hour later. So I was with the last group. And and I was amazed to see, like, everyone run quite fast off the line. 
And I was like, ended up being in the last two or three people because I was like, well, I'm not going to go sprinting off. That yeah. just doesn't make sense. We've got 56 yeah. miles to, no, 50, however, the first day was what, 53 kilometers. Well, that must have run today. I'm not going to go sprinting off the line. But um, I don't know. Is that just a done thing in ultra? Because it didn't seem like everyone kept up that kind of pace, but um, <laughs> I uh, <laughs> kind of ended up just cutting along and doing all right. Um, but it, so, yeah, I, I, I just found it a bit of a roller coaster. Like I felt good for quite long periods and then just disgustingly horrible at, at other periods. And then I just come out the other side of it and feel like, Hey, and then the last, the last, um, 5k of both days yeah. was the most horrific experiences. I honestly, I was looking at my watch every couple of seconds and yeah. just wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it felt like days worth in those last those last two lots of 5k yeah i had the same thing on day one last year and i i can't i can't explain it because mm. i should have i wasn't going quick enough for it to be a problem and it we sh- it should be fine to do a 33 miler at you know at a pace you, that you're taking easy and mm. for some reason it does just get you i think it's that last hill and then you hit the wind and oh oh the last section that last section on the first day so you're bloody knackered, and then the mud is ridiculous. It's like yeah. bloody nuts mud. And then you got this hill that just I wasn't expecting, and and I had poles. And uh, like when I did get my poles out there, they were just amazing. Like coming up on Box Hill, like it it makes hiking up the hills tw- you know twice as easy. Yeah. Um, and then there was this hill at the end that I had no idea was there. So I thought, oh, no, I'm not going to bother getting my poles out. And then five minutes goes past and it's like the hill's still there and you're like ah oh, no it's not point me no point me committing to get poles out i'm not going to do it it's too much of a faff <laughs> it's go past nah still it's not worth it now i've come too far and then like you spend half an hour on a hill and you're like i could have made it so much easier if i got poles out at the beginning yeah it's terrific um and how did you find waking up knowing that well waking up firstly because you what well, jd may not have known this but um you can eat while you're there you can have a wonderful cooked meal it's really nice feed up on mars bars and stuff but pete only took his rations similar to mds because oh, yeah. he wanted to have yeah. that experience mm. so, so how was that then um you know going to bed were you going to bed hungry and then when you woke up knowing you hadn't got a huge amount to eat or hadn't eaten amount, a huge amount and knew you had to then do the same again yeah i i am um, I, I definitely it was it was kind of my the way i it was it was similar that i rode waves of hunger um, over the course of it, I because yeah, I, I started my rationings on the uh, rations on the night before, so I had like MDS food on the Friday night and then MDS breakfast on the morning, and then I like I had a certain amount of snacks during the day that you know bits of Cliff bars and shop blocks and trying different things like macadamia nuts and um, stuff like pepperami. that. Um, so, <laughs> sorry, pepperami. Yeah, pepperami. Tried pepperami and a bit of jerky. Um, but there wasn't much of it. Like I, I can't remember how many calories I took. It was, it was the equivalent of like two thousand calories for mm. each day or something like that. Um, and yeah, I was actually yeah. So like the big thing about ultras is you go to the feed stations and there's loads <laughs> of food there. And I've never experienced an ultra before, so in a way I was excited of experiencing that. And it was just so horrible. Like coming into the first food station, oh no, food everywhere. There's like sandwiches and sausage rolls and sweets and, <laughs> and like really lovely people. Like the people at the feed stations are just amazing, and they yeah. just want to feed you. And, and like, <laughs> I'm really sorry. Like the first one was brutal in that 
I was really hungry and I was like, no, it's okay. I'm, I'm kind of going on my own food here. So I just kind of ate a bit of pepper army and then just walked off. Um, but from that point onwards, I didn't even look at the tables. I just oh, yeah. no. I walked straight to the, the water, filled on my water and walked straight back out again. So I was in each of the checkpoints for seconds. Um, just I didn't really want to put myself through it. Um, and then, yeah, come the evening, like everyone else is having a nice hot shower and and um, and uh, and then they're having like three or four helpings of dinner. <laughs> I'm, I'm there with my little freeze dried bolognese, um, which, yeah, I, actually, to be honest, I think it, it felt all right. Actually, I wasn't hungry in the evening. I was more hungry in the daytimes. Yeah. Um, and and I think that they probably coincided with my low points in the run is when I was just hungry and lacking energy. And I think I just learned stuff about food. I learned that, you know, I don't think a pepperami or jerky is really going to do much to power me on. No. Probably make me happy at the end of the day because it all tastes nice. Yeah. But yeah. I think I just need you need carbs, don't you? Yeah, I mean, you do need your protein for repair, especially in the MDS because it's so many days. Yeah. You, uh, you do need to get, I think it's about 140 grams, 150 grams of protein throughout the day mm. or else you're going to start um, just oh. your muscles the damage won't be repaired yeah well i'm taking um recovery powder so and I'll actually things here. like the, the, the cliff bars if you're taking those they've got a fair bit of protein in especially the the oatmeal ones um but it, it is worth potentially taking some jerky or getting in fact the, the food i had this lyo food was really good because it had very high protein in it. it's freeze-dried and hard it's quite low calorie though because it's really low fat but amazing amount of nutrition in there uh, you see this is so yeah like you're saying about that low fat thing i don't understand this fat thing because people are like we're you know when you're lowing you're running a, a lot of ultra runners will be eating fat and mm. i kind of get that you're going to be burning fat because it's low intensity but as you said before, your body stores quite a lot of fat. So why is yeah. it so important for you to bring fat with you? Why why would you do that when I, d- I don't think you should. I think it's oh. uh I think you sh- you should only do that if you've trained your body to run off fat for mm. your for at least 2 years. Mm. But we haven't. And yeah, as you say, you use glycogen primarily and you will use some fat in your um as your fuel but it's limited in how much you can do that so yeah you shouldn't there's no need to take fatty foods so your pepperami switch that out for jerky because you want the lean meat yeah. and the protein but um people are so obsessed with taking as many calories as possible for the weight but yeah. if it's fat i mean a kilogram of fat is worth i think nine to ten thousand calories and You've, you're going to have at least 5% body fat. So, you know, even 10%. You've got thousands of calories already in your body. Mm. So that's the but, thing. So I'm definitely going to need it because the way I've worked it out, I might be wrong here, but I think, I think I'm going to be burning like five to 6,000 calories a day. Yeah. And I'm taking about 3,000 calories a day to eat. Yeah. I'm going to be, there's going to be nothing of me by the time I come back. Yeah. Yeah. Matt. I and mean, then did you lose weight, JD, when you were there? I did amazingly. I think it was the only race I've done where I have lost weight because um, the, their uh, aid stations are terrible but um but yeah i did lose weight but i didn't i uh, the only protein that i had was through um through the, the the shake that i had at the end of the day i you know they there are a lot more options now all i had before was um like veggie pasta with a fuckload of fat in it just a fuckload of oil in order to get the calories up and i and i think there were like there were like two options um for uh, for vegetarians everything else had something in it but I think there's so many. There's loads more options now. What so what what meals are you using? 
Um, I'm using expedition food at the moment. Um, oh yeah, I like and, expedition. Yeah, yeah, and uh, which is which is pretty good. So the reason I've kind of gone down that path is because I tried a spaghetti bolognese and it was delicious. It was absolutely amazing. I was like, wow, if all of this expedition food's like this, it's going to be amazing. Um, and I had the granola, which was great for breakfast. So I really enjoyed that. But actually, everything I've had since has been a bit broken. <laughs> so, um, do they still have the porridge? Um, they have the porridge. Sorry? Have you had? Uh, do they still? Is their porridge still like There's wallpaper porridge, paste? Yeah, the porridge. Actually, I did have the porridge a weekend. It was all right. Oh, is actually. it okay? Had it cold while Lee Stewart Evans made a uh, a, a, a a self-heating fry up. So, so we've got to talk about. It. So, yeah, you know, whenever I see you um, like training for like the MDS, you've, you, you, I mean, I, you've done a, you've done a, a huge amount. You seem to be doing like a huge amount. But this uh, joining um, joining Lee on um, uh, training to, to run part of the uh, Monarchs Way is, I take it this was your attempt at training for the long day. Um, yeah. And so, how long a section did you join him on overnight? Well, to be honest, well, the funny thing about it was that although he, he'd mentioned it ages ago. And I knew he was going away this weekend. I literally, I finished work at about six or seven on Friday evening. Yeah. And he was on his way down there. And I said, are you still running this weekend? Where is it? So it was literally, I just finished work and ended up jumping in a car and going, meeting him down in uh, Somerset. And the section that he was doing was this weird loop um, that on the, I think he had planned to split it over Friday night, sleeping rough then doing Saturday and then doing Sunday, doing it in three segments. But he said that if I came down, we'd do it all in one go and we'd, we'd go overnight, um, which would then make it a 77-kilometer segment. Yeah. Um, and uh, which, yeah, sounded great. Sounded great. And uh, But um, it ended up, we ended up, so we must have stopped. By the time I got down there and we started off, we... Let, we started about midnight, and then it was a bloody nightmare <laughs> to try and find the route. So, this, oh, how much you, has he talked to you much about this Monarch's Way thing? Well, no, I've I've run part. I was well, actually I was sent this to David before you came on that I've run part of the Monarch's Way, the bits in Sussex, and they're a nightmare because it's we have to remember is because it's Charles II's route. It's off all the main footpaths, so they're mm. either they're like sub footpaths that that don't follow main routes. They they like weaving and out then and they're, it's a route that no one gives a shit about it's just that it's like dilapidated uh and yeah. it's barely there's barely path there yeah so it's not like a, a national who, who runs all the trails is it national trust is well it, no no I, these i think all it's not it's, are, a, it's a private trail yeah, it, yeah. It, it's, it's just, it's by just private individuals apparently yeah all it is it's just a bunch of people who've got a little bit of funding to go and put um those little badges Stickers. on the posts yeah <laughs> that's <little> it <laughs> But it, but so we were just like wandering through farmers' fields at like one in the morning, through crops, through them, just trying to figure out which should have been a footpath, but then just basically doing these circles and going backwards and forwards. And I mean, it's a random enough route anyway. There's, yeah, the story goes like it, it's not a very the, the distance that Charles the first travel second travels as far as the crow flies is not far at all. But he does this squiggly route all over. Um, England, and in fact, the bit that we were doing was a loop. He he went down to the coast and doubled back on himself, and ended up back where he was. So um, we actually crossed over where he would be going through back through the next day. How do um, we know where he went, by the way? Because the um, not a second. Yeah, because yeah, because it, um, they had uh, cadence data, GPS. It's not like Rob Young. <laughs> <laughs> was he by himself doing this? No, he wasn't. No, because that's the thing. He was a, he was the ultimate do badder. He he did like this ultra. 
that basically took in, even though he was on the run, he basically took in every fucking pub on the way. <laughs> he must have done about 200 pubs because everyone along that route has, there's so many Royal Oaks and King's Heads and yeah. uh, along that route because he just stopped off. Oh, I know we're on the run, lads, but fucking it, let's have another one. And yeah. I, 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 every, I, every pub, every, 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 um, like bed and breakfast has Jaws second stays here. Yeah. yeah. So, so there, there, there is a lot of proof, but I think it didn't. There's parts of it that he, um, he was in a cart and everything. Again, very Rob Young in in, in that sense. <laughs> <laughs> we can't we can't tell which which parts were and which parts weren't. Yeah. Um, but it's it's crazy. Six hundred and six hundred and twelve miles, and this race that he's entered, Lee's entered that he's doing recce for at the moment. It's they've got to do it in fourteen days. Six hundred and twelve miles in fourteen days. So he's doing, and there's four people doing it, and no one's ever finished it. No, but the thing is, he, he hasn't got 14 days to do it, has he? He's got 11 days to oh, do but, it because he yeah, wants sorry, to come yeah, to no, beer it lovers. Be 12 days, but he's got... <laughs> That's right. He's doing XR. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's basically going to be, have to run into St Pancras and get on that get on that train. That's going to be but amazing. But are they moving the checkpoints for him to allow him to do that, or no. is he having to? No. No. Okay. Yeah. Checkpoints, yeah, there, there are some I think, but I don't know if he's going to bother with them. And I think that's the point where he's doing his recce. I think he's just going to like stop at shops and sleep in rough along the way and get yeah. food from you know outdoor taps and stuff like that. I think is his plan. So he's okay. <laughs> it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. When is it? It's like June. Yeah, uh, May and June. May yeah. June. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. So we'll be out. Do, we'll be out of the om doing that, having a great time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, he's, we'll be in the Blue Lagoon sipping beers post on. Well, he'll be in some hedge somewhere. But he's not. He's not even. He's not even allowed um, paces or anything. You're not even allowed paces on a 650 mile race because apparently it's cheating. You're like, what? Is that right? Yeah. I bet, and apparently, <laughs> what we should do? We should turn up for the last two miles so he gets banned. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a pace that. <laughs> it's like, get away from me what I'm your pacer here's some, here's some cheese literally 400 people descend on him as he's running down into Shoreham Harbour <laughs> we lift him up we <laughs> carry him across the line <laughs> so how many miles did you do then Pete? Um, well that's the thing so we, um, we ran for about 4 hours 4 seconds yeah 4 hours but it was very sporadic because we were just getting lost everywhere um particularly that there's hor- yeah that horrible period between four and six where just everything just went a bit weird um yeah and then um and then after that our pace really slowed down we just got the poles out and just kind of hiked it out which was in a way is kind of good prep for me really i guess kind mm. of just hiking out that long day and and uh and i had to get i had a dinner reservation with miller so i had to get make it back down to london again and i kind of always planned that you know on the way back on the drive back i'd be able to you know i i'd have a, a nap on the way back and i'd have a nap when i get back home before going out to dinner and i was just running out of time and so we got um yeah it was just one of those things where where he was like oh yeah we're gonna be at the coast in an hour and a half and then an hour and a half later oh yeah we're gonna be at the coast in an hour and a half <laughs> oh, and an hour and a half later at the coast an hour and a half and uh, it gets to the point where uh yeah we got we got it must have been about 60 kilometers in and i was like we're just gonna have to ding it i've got to go um so yeah got about six kilometers we didn't finish off what we aimed to do that day yeah. but we were still out there for like 13 and a half hours 
Um, so you did, you did 100 kilometres over there, I guess, the evening and the day then? No, 60, 60 altogether. Okay, okay. Yeah. So yeah. What, are you, what are you most worried about then? So just to let you know, um, after our, our jokes about camel spiders, turns out Jen... Um, God, what's Jen's surname? Friend of who's doing MDS this year, or, or was going to be. She uh, she messaged me from a hospital bed in Morocco, having been bitten by a camel spider and being intensive care. Yeah. No way. Did she not have yeah. the mandatory uh, venom pump? She well, she was well, out. That doesn't help when you've had your face eaten off. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait a minute. Face, wait, hold on, hold on, spider. I'm just getting this out. <laughs> yeah, she got bitten on the hand by a, a camel spider and had to go to hospital. Oh shit! So oh, they're getting bold. They're getting bold, Pete. They're like foxes in the city. It's about three weeks ago. She messaged me. Um, she was high on high on meds at the time, um, and and using it to try and get sponsors. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, that's another worry now oh, that no. they, we do oh. know they exist. But oh, w- what do you say are the main question marks you still got left outstanding and what are the main concerns? Um, I think the biggest things for me, I think my biggest concerns are feet, um, you know, and but I won't know until I'm out there. I kind of got my plan. Uh, well, which I seem to be going backwards and forwards. I've got a couple of plans. I'm not sure which one I'm going to end up with. So feet, feet occupies my mind quite a lot. Um, and the other thing that's occupied my mind a lot at the moment is water as well. Just I drink so much water, you yeah. know, more than way more than the average guy, I think. And um, so it's just kind of I've been watching these documentaries, you know, that the BBC have done about it. Not not the not the Kraken one, but there's another one which was like a two episode documentary. And, you know, the guy's saying that they're just thirsty every morning because they've run out of their their water. And it's like, yeah. oh, that's going to be me. Well, I think if you're Do you sweat concerned. a lot, do you sweat a lot then? Yeah, a fair amount, I think. Um, I don't know if it, I don't know if I sweat more than the norm, but I definitely drink a lot. I, I, I sweat like a huge amount. I um, and I didn't I didn't find it a problem um, no. in the end. Yeah, we should. There's this. I've just been talking to actually today this company called Precision Hydration, and they do full tests to find out um, how much you sweat, but also what content of your sweat are essential electrolytes. So they could actually give. They could judge tell you if you need to take additional salts and and to stop you cramping and stop you dehydrating but actually you i mean there's, there's enough water out there the, the reason why these people probably were thirsty is because if you're racing it you don't take two bottles at yeah, a lot of the, yeah. the transition points and so what you could do um i, I saw with elizabeth because elizabeth and i had the same bag last year mm. which is crazy light so i'd take one bottle that i put in my my little uh, BB bottles, but she actually had extra side pouch bottles, so she could take on the last checkpoint. She'd take one one half one bottle in her usual bottles, and then fill up these side bottles as well, mm. um, and drink a little bit more. So she'd end up with loads. So there's there's definitely enough water there. It's mm. just if you want to carry um, extra bottles to to take advantage of it. Yeah, I left loads of water. I just I I didn't yeah. drink that much water. So I end up leaving it because I it was just too much to carry. And I didn't have one of those bags where you could like put water in and stuff like that. I just mm. well, I just can't see that working when you're running anyway. Like having one, you know those yeah. know, things where you can slot it in on the front. Yeah, imagine if you're running, that's just going to bounce up and down and be a pain in the ass, isn't it? I don't know. No, I, th- I think the the design of the bags are pretty good so that you can yeah. strap them in if you think that's what the moroccans do they actually mm. just push it in oh, the do they? there 
yeah they and i think the the the, the genius of it is it counterbalances the back and so mm. actually it makes it um nicer to run you're more balanced as a runner because your weight is spread out over your front and back rather than just all being on shoulders mm. um but i i wouldn't worry about water I've, I've never heard of anyone who's been pulled out through dehydration having taken all their salt tablets yeah and and drunk you know the uh, at least one if you t- at least as, as long as you drink a bottle at each aid station mm. um and you have all your salt I've, I've never heard of anyone being pulled out for dehydration did he did he just use their salt yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and i made sure i took all of it and uh, oh, really? and if yeah. i was going up to an aid station and i had enough salt for two bottles of water i'd take i'd take the extra salt anyway mm. Because the worst thing you just piss it out. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I wouldn't worry too much about that. Yeah, and, it's your feet uh, you're going to be worried about. Be really yeah. worried about that. <laughs> and have you, have you got your tent sorted? And uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, there's yeah, there's a group of us. Who knows whether it's going to work or not? But there's a group yeah. of us who are going to try and um, get along there and try and get on the same bus and get in the same tent. But um, yeah, you yeah, whatever. I. It will be nice if that works out. Um, yeah. It should but do. It should do. It normally does. It did for you, though, did it, David? Didn't you end up, like, ending up just... Uh, it all just got a bit random. Didn't they just... Yeah. Buses and... It, yeah, well, they, they changed it slightly in that the, apparently the year before, you could go and form your groups and go to the tent, whereas actually the, the, this year, sorry, last year, for the first time, you had to form a tent of eight from the bus you were on. Mm. And so if you'd got off the the plane if, if you just sat in, in the, on the plane in a different section to a friend they might have been forced to be in a different part of the queue and therefore they're on a different bus and so suddenly they're being forced to make an eight mm. but i think the way if, the way the organization tends to be it's it's very rule based <laughs> but if you're very confident and just reassure them no 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 it's fine so and then just say your name Charles Charles told me it was fine. No, no, Charles said we could. I know we're not allowed to, but Charles said we were allowed to. It's all right. Ask, t- ask Charles. It, no, the thing is, the thing is, it's like Madoc. It's typical French organisation. A fuckload of rules, a, a shitload of things you have to remember, and then when it comes down to it, it all goes out the window. It's like when yeah. they check the ECGs, when they check your bags and stuff like that. Like They make such a big deal. Oh, you need two signed copies. One of them needs to be printed in this. This needs to be printed in colour. Make sure you bring them stapled in the left-hand corner. And you get there, and some bloke goes, and stamps it, and it doesn't even <laughs> properly look at it. and walks off, and you're like, is that it? Like no one gives it, you know, they just make you create all this stuff, and they probably just sit there, just go, ha ha, these stupid English pigs. And they, there's just loads of loads of admin for the sake of it, and none of it actually, yeah, yeah. none of it actually works. It's just, it's just like Madoc, isn't it? Just yeah. typical like French organization, and that's not being racist. I'm just talking about French race organization. Yeah. So yeah, if in doubt, act confident and yeah. mention a name, a made up name of someone that sounds like they could be senior in French. Um, David Hillard said I could do this. David Hillard, yeah, that's it. That's what most people say in court. Um, but isn't, yeah, there, isn't yeah. there, there's an elephant in the room here, isn't there? Um, in the sense that, what is this um, kilo that you're going to be carrying? That, has that been allocated yet? And have you been training Ooh. with it yet? Have you been keeping quiet? 
I, it hasn't it hasn't surfaced, which is a good thing. Um, well, it's very close without <laughs> you knowing what it is you've got to run with, isn't it? Yeah, I'd be I'd be really really upset if that does surface. I, I know who it is, and actually I've got a bit of a proposal for them. Um, oh, but cool. um, I'm hoping it's not going to come to anything because I think it's really unfair, to be honest. No, like, <laughs> so it, it is. is. Like I have been working my butt off trying to get this pack weight down. If I have to add a kilo onto that, that is the most arm <laughs> The whole the entry is hinged on this this one thing. What's that? Surely your whole entry to the race is hinged on this. On having to carry this, is it? I it, was, it was. Yeah, I think it raised about 120 quid, which tipped us over the three grand mark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so for the listeners who who won't have who might not have heard about this from the the previous episodes, we did a, a secret auction of uh, of Pete's life essentially, and one of them was one of them was a date with his wife. <laughs> snapped up by Dougal in the group and um, the other one was you could name anything weighing up to a kilogram that Pete was going to have to run in his bag for the, the whole race uh, the, hey Miller how you doing buddy hey buddy are you, am I live on bad boy running you are finally finally yeah the listeners have been waiting for this for weeks and weeks <laughs> right we can get you on now properly <laughs> but um yeah so oh, hold on. Pause, pause, pause. sorry um sorry I'm keeping it. what <laughs> 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 and uh and sweet potatoes you can blame us pete blame us <laughs> So there, I mean, at the time there were suggestions of uh, a bag of sand, <laughs> a, uh, oh, a bag of piss, a bag of that would be a brilliant, bag, a, a bag of scorpions, yeah, a box <laughs> of um, a, a tub of ice cream, just that, just anything that would be just feel so frustrating, or a kilogram of a bubble toes. wrap. <laughs> but um, also, do you think they may well have forgotten? But the trouble is, I'm sure you're going to be bringing it up in your articles on mudsicle quite soon and there's no way they don't remember they may be they just hasn't it might, might not have hit their radar yet yeah yeah well um uh if it does if they do remember it then um uh yeah i've got i've got a much i've got a very good proposal for them. What, what is something that would actually be useful and would benefit them so um Ooh. Ooh. yeah so i i am um, but uh yeah it's oh, i saw <laughs> hell on you're such Twat. But imagine, yeah. imagine if like the kids... more I know about this race, how the fuck could you do that? <laughs> like, what the fuck? But wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you are you getting sponsorship or anything for this race? Are you uh, or, or any any additional like charity? Oh yeah, can we thing? can we raise money for you? Because, can we yeah, get yeah, yeah. Well, I am. Um, if we attach, I am. Uh, I've, if we I've set up sponsorship page concern worldwide. So if we had attached sponsorship to you carrying this extra kilo, it would be worth considerably more than £120, wouldn't it? No, I absolutely wouldn't do it. I, I, um, <laughs> I, I would do a lot of things and I would, you know, base it on something else. But it's just that is not what this race is about. It's not how about this? How it how is about now. It? I've worked freaking hard to try and get this. <laughs> I do not want to add a kilogram to it. How about if Jody has to carry a kilogram round four laps of nuts? Oh, I've got enough kilos to carry around. Don't worry. I don't think there's any problem with that. Uh, yeah. And um, 
and, and yeah, is there anything left that as, as question marks? You say, I mean, you, you've mentioned the water, you've mentioned your feet. Um, hmm. Well, I don't, it's beyond like I've just I, the the amount of detail I've been into this over the yeah. last couple of months. Like everything seems so real now. Like yeah. I've got this really in my mind. I don't know if it's right or not, but I've imagined every single aspect of it and and kind of tried and prepared for every single aspect of it. So like, I haven't really got that many questions left because yeah. it's just like this curiosity in my mind yeah. of like, ha- is what I'm thinking about this right? And yeah. can I handle that in the way that I think I can handle it? And is that decision I've made about that the right decision? I don't know, but it's, um, yeah, and I mean. And the great thing is you can take out all your decisions with you and decide two minutes well you decide the night before <laughs> yeah. when you hand your bag in yeah yeah that's 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 the best moment isn't it when you hand up it's like the best scariest moment when you hand your bag in and then you're just left with what you've got for the rest of the week yeah, yeah that's amazing do, do they still check up your stuff every day do they they check the weight of what you've got left because <laughs> no? no. don't they don't you have to have a certain amount of calories for every day yeah i mean in theory you should have two thousand calories when you finish the race but i think it's actually when you finish the penultimate day but the in the chances are that i mean i didn't even have my bag weighed by someone other than myself before the race let alone at any point and um i think you'd have to be top five for that to definitely happen possibly top 10 yeah so um you you have to be incredibly unlucky to have it have it weighed uh, here's here's one Hillard. how much did you actually run um i ran everything except the hills um and, and the, the hills the I, yeah yeah i ran it i ran it all unless it was but just slowly if i ran it all unless i felt that my speed would be about the same power walking yeah yeah but but some of the genes i was i was just going not a, you know quite a slow pace and you, you you forget that even the the fastest guy their pace isn't that quick was it 10k an hour mm. and you know that's that's the race winner so i'd i'd do it almost to feel because you having done the pilgrims and you know done these really long runs you yeah. know what effort that feels like and just yeah. just use that effort as it as your um your, your guide so that, that first day so the first day i'd assuming is going to be somewhere between about 30 and 40k it's going to be somewhere around that and yeah. like effort wise compared to running a trail marathon or running a day of pilgrims how is that first day going to feel i'd say do it as a sunday run that effort and it feels nowhere near as bad oh really oh okay so you don't you don't feel like oh wow this is like super hard uh, no well, no. what did you? How did you find it, JD? First day. Um, we had dunes on the first day, like you. And um, mm. first half, I thought was, my pack was so fucking heavy. I was just making such. <laughs> a, I, I was oh fuck me! It was ridiculous the size of my pack. Um, and um, it wasn't. It wasn't really the running that was problem. It was just like trudging over those dunes when we were just just so heavy still. And that was that was a real killer. It wasn't. I didn't finish that first day feeling knackered or anything. It was just the boredom mm. of going over those things. I felt, you know, again, I, you know, like you say, I, I, I just took it really, really easy, um, not knowing what to expect. 
Um, and so, yeah, there were some people coming back after that first day fucking freaking out as though they'd, you know, yeah. um, they were going to tell it. Some people who did it far too quickly. And I think most people just, because they could see the dunes and, the, you know, as you're going up to them, you know, people I think were sensible. Um, and, it, and it was pretty hot as well, so. Because you're, 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 you're fit enough, Pete, to do it, definitely. Uh, you're in really, really good shape fitness-wise. And so your first day, I take it as if you're doing your long run on a Sunday, that kind of intensity. Mm. So you'll finish up feeling, you know, tired and like, yeah, that was quite, that was quite hard. But mm. you won't at any point, hopefully, have thought, God, this is a nightmare. Yeah. Um, and so you so it's should... feel like the end of Pilgrims. So, like, yeah. So, like, uh, no, the thing I would say is that you should, you should like, it, it should be relaxing. You should have, like, you're, you should feel relaxed. You shouldn't feel like your legs are being... You're pushing your legs in any way. Like, yeah. just running in a really relaxed way is yeah. the, the best thing a... to do. No, like, no, like, no, like, uh, tension in your hips or anything else like that. And there's a huge difference between running 20 miles and 26 miles or 28 miles, mm. just running through the, the bit where you're, you essentially run out of glycogen. And so hopefully because of the pace you're doing and you'd have stuffed your face in the morning and the night before, you should hopefully finish it without ever getting to that point of it feeling like a long, long run. It should feel like, yeah, that was a pretty good training run. Mm. Mm. And then, I mean, the second day we all fell apart, but I think that was unique to last year's race and um the wind and, and various other factors yeah but that, so, that, happened, that happened during our race for, for, for a lot of people oh did it yeah okay, I, think, like, I think we i think yeah when we did the when we did we we're talking about um doing the um mds episodes and um, saying what happens on each day um yeah. i think i said like on the second day that's when every like people fucking freak out um yeah because they think oh i can't do this um because again it's getting up and, and running again um and it's really once they've done the third day and into the into the um, into the long day, that's when they realise that it's it's possible. But yeah, se- second day, I think that's the that's the biggest dropout. Second day, isn't it? Yeah. So this is it. Like I'm, st- I've I've kind of gathered this opinion that almost like these first three days are are harder than going into the long day. No, it's where um, it's where all the Brits who've tried to wing it basically drop out. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it. You've gone. Oh, I've done. I've done a couple of uh, park runs. Um, I've bought some P45. Fuck yeah, I think I'll be able to do it. And, 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 <laughs> it, ter- and, and it turns out it doesn't. It turns out it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think you'll be so fine because of your your experience in OCR yeah. and the races you've actually done. Mm. I don't think you'll you'll reach anything like that. Mm. Um, I, I my Bell Pilgrim's first day was probably emotionally harder than MDS. Mm. So, and yours might have been, you might prove to be as well. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Does everyone think that the Brits are dickheads out there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no well, of course the French do, don't they? Because they all know that it's basically the, um, it's the Brits who are, who are basically subsidising everyone else, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, we paid Everyone knows three times it. more. It wasn't. It wasn't. Um, they didn't even do any charity stuff until the Brits turned up. It was all like a you know sort of a serious thing, and now they do it all charity and try and make out that it was all of their thing. And it wasn't. It was the Brits doing it. You know, for but again, it's just it's total lack of preparation. You know, Brits just like yeah, yeah we've had a few beers. Yeah, I'll enter the MDS. Fuck it. But it is quite <laughs> unique in that they segregate you're sleeping into your nationality so <laughs> yeah. that you do just spend all of your time with English people. <laughs> well, with British people, so. Yeah, so, like um, military, what's it called? Military guys, posh boys, 
um, and then other people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Oh, you can have. They have their own segments as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's like yeah, city twats, uh, military, uh, posh boys. So. I mean, we were the poshest tent. I was, <laughs> I, was the, I was the least posh person in my tent. It was just insane. So there was one. Child, there was one. One kid was from a comprehensive, and he it used to call him the butler. And uh, <laughs> I, I don't think we had anyone. I I, someone from a company wouldn't be allowed in our tent. I, I genuinely don't think we did. We had one Italian. We had maybe even one guy from Harrow, and yeah, it was. I, I hadn't even realised that until. But I think actually, to a certain extent, things like ultras and these crazy challenges do um, do appeal to the posh types. But yeah, people can afford the... ridiculous amounts of but money. But do you think partly so as well? Yeah. So, so do you think the posh types are actually going into it pretty well prepared, or are they just kind of bumbling in like? I no. don't know, actually. I mean, my tent was... <laughs> completely different people to our no, your tent, your tent were, were... They all they all did really well, your tent, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. they were all... Yeah, they were I'm all just thinking, like, city tent. people. Like, they could go either way. Like, you know, city yeah. folk... Apparently, there's quite a few city folk going to this, right? So they could either be, like, super amazing, like, the triathletes, are, the, you know, from the city, or they could just be, like... Yeah, just kind of spill full ground on this and I, just go and have a laugh. When I... When I... I remember all the people, pretty much all the people that dropped out um, from our year, Brits, and you could tell they were going to drop out like right away. Mm. They, the, yeah, the, it was just it, it wasn't it wasn't really really like them uh, like city boys and stuff. They were all pretty pretty prepared for it and stuff. It was, it was they tend bit, to be quite driven as well, yeah. city. Yeah, yeah, they're quite focused. So, I mean, if you look at my friend Misha, he was so focused on all the minutia and the spreadsheets he had. Yeah, um, yeah. got to get back to the city the next day and like, take down a company and like sack seven hundred thousand <laughs> people or something, haven't they? So you know you can't you can't you don't want to hang your head in shame when you're when you when you're te- tearing industries apart. Since MDS, <laughs> he's become so much better at firing people. It's, <laughs> it's incredible. I mean, he's tripled his his, his work rate. It's amazing. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, well, thanks so much for coming on, Pete. What's um what's the best way for people to we obviously know Mud School. Um, should we post your charity link in the group? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Oh yeah, man. Really cool. oh and yeah. And what's um, your number? What's my number? Yeah. Ooh, Ooh, well, Do you know yet? Nine four five, I think. Hold on. Uh, let me just check. Uh, it is in my cover photo. Yeah, nine four seven. Nine four seven. You've got to yeah. get that up on your Facebook profile somewhere. It's, it's currently on my cover photo. Oh, cool. Okay. I, I, yeah, I, I haven't like made it my profile picture. Like, no, yeah. no, that's not. Because everyone starts do. looking the same. I get confused. Like in these groups, there's just a bunch yeah. Of yeah. coming up, and I don't know what people look like. So, um, oh yeah, good point. Pete, it's something important. Um, did um, did you uh, did you run at all with uh, G Law um, on the uh, on pilgrims? He did he did pilgrims as well, didn't he? Briefly, yeah. he's blood fast, Gilo. Like, no, so, I yeah. don't write well. Can you see him initially? He ran off and then he got lost and then he passed me again. Of course, he got lost. Um, um, yeah. Can you do a favour? Every time you see him at the MDS, can you just step on the back of his shoes, just so, <laughs> just so, just so he's going to try and put them back on again? It, the, the, uh, hopefully, uh, so hopefully, sharing a tent with him. Um, and and him being faster, I'm hoping he's going to do the hell out of just get back in, clear uh, <laughs> up a, all the pebbles from underneath the rock. He's a triathlete. Yeah. He's going to he's going to struggle. He's not used to that <laughs> amount of running. And and he's slightly ginge. And he's ginge. He's, he's going to burn. burn. He's going to burn. Crazy out there. 
Yeah. <laughs> Mainly because the Berbers are going to think he's a white devil and throw flames at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If you get the Berbers on side... Yeah, exactly. Get the Berbers to stay. Dude, it. is it true that you should bribe the Berbers? Yeah, you can do. Well, we what, didn't to, need to because you were there early enough, but you can do, yeah. We could do a whip round. We can get a G-Law beaten by Berbers. But the Berbers change every day. Oh, do they? Oh, there's no point bribing a Berber if you, uh, it's a different one. No, they often... You might get one... Why do they change every day? They, just because I think they get the local groups to come and help. Mm. So, uh, but you you might see some again, but I think they they tend to be the teenagers from the local. Uh, I'm going to say tribe, but yeah, lo- <laughs> local youth club. <laughs> That's right, the YMCA. <laughs> well, if we don't see you before, obviously we'll see you before. But from the, officially from the podcast, we won't see you before, and <laughs> yes. So no. we're going to be following nine four seven every yeah. single day, yeah. and. We're gonna. What type of messages do you want us to send to you? Uh, actually, here's a question for you. Hell, did you get any of my messages that I sent you? Yeah, 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 loads. Because, uh, yeah. like um, uh, Lee was saying, that you end up only getting some of your messages. Yeah. And um, um, no, I mean, I I don't know if that's true for some people of raw people. I got loads and loads of messages. Yeah, really? I got, and it, and it really is amazing. The yeah. you feel it's so nice to get those messages at the end of the day. Yeah. and you read them through and just the you get so puzzled by about 80 percent of them <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we'll we'll make sure that every yeah. day we're reminding everyone to post yeah. shit to people to, to you any messages any messages so and, would you so when do you so uh, this is actually something i didn't understand with yours was that um when do you so if i wanted to send a message to you before the long day yeah should it be the day before that I send that message or is it like, does day, it work for that? Or I think the day before. Yeah. Yeah. Because and you get it, I, so if you get it the day before you were getting, but that would mean that you would have to send it on the, the first day because you get it in the evening. So hold on. So they bring them around at about seven o'clock at night and, and that's uh, already I, probably 24 hours after the message has been written. I think I'm not, I can check. I'll check actually because I'm yeah. not 100% sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've still got. I've I've had all the emails sent over to me actually by all right. MDS. Yeah, I don't think they do. That. I don't know if they do it for everyone, but I I kind of chase them. So Wicked. I do have every message ever sent, and so I can check the times potentially on there to see when they're sent. But yeah. I that's something that I did that was really helpful. I set up a, a mail merge, a mail chimp to go out um, automatically to everyone who was potentially supporting me two days before saying, can you all message me today? Mm. So I get the message before the long day. And yeah. it meant before the long day, I was just getting so many positive um, messages, which is really cool. Wicked. So I'd recommend doing that or getting me letter or we can post as well saying everyone message Pete today. Yeah. So yeah, I think my plan is to send a message to Miller every day and then she sends it out via Facebook and then, yeah. But you could actually, for, for depending on your weight, you could. Um, I think you should take a, a something to film, even if it's yeah. So that's the, that's the plan. I, I think I'm probably just going to do it on my phone. Actually, yeah. Um, I've been I've been looking into trying to get a, a light camera with battery life, and uh, it's actually really hard. And so I'm just taking a yeah yeah phone with a a, a charger is my plan. Um, uh, you probably don't even need a charger because if you think how long a phone can film for mm. you're not going to be filming more than two hours of footage are you i would have yeah. thought 
Don't know. So, um, yeah, and, and for the weight of a phone, that's one thing I'd have potentially changed if I did it again, is taking the hit on the weight and taking a phone, because it would have been nice. Because even to just message directly from the phone for 10 yeah. minutes yeah. each day um, and get some really good footage around the camp and during the race, yeah, yeah. definitely worth it. Well, good luck, Pete. Cool. Cheers. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Yeah. And um, do badders. Do follow Pete. Do follow him on Modsicle. Um, we'll post the charity link if you want to donate some money. And we're going to be following him every day throughout the race. So uh, if you want to do a bit more research, listen back on the previous episodes to get a sense of, of what each day is. And any mess- any questions for Pete, send them through because he's going to have five days of running through the desert to think of answers for them. So uh, that's coming on, Pete. Cheers, Good man. Anyways. Oh, that was good. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I knew it would be. And, and actually, part of the reason I wanted to, to get Pete on the show is just because I love talking to Pete. Oh, <laughs> it's really Pete, nice. He's so, he's so lovable, Pete, isn't he? He is. Has, he, so has Pete lo- ever pissed someone off? Do you think that's happened? Has, he ever, has anyone ever spoken to Pete and gone, come away going, what a twat? I don't think that's ever happened. It has. Has it? Once. Well, go on, explain. The most, one of the most batshit crazy people on earth. Mr. Tough Guy. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know if it was a genuine falling out or just one of those random venting that uh, they're friends now and everything's great because, I mean, how can you be? How someone be mad with Pete? Yeah, I know. It's crazy. I, I think it was just a misunderstanding, actually, about um, about getting Tough Guy involved in the league. And um, But anyway, they're, no, they're all good mates now. As uh, as you'd expect they would be, but I mean it's, it's it's great to what I love about that interview is is one to to hear about how Pete he really cares about these races. Yeah. He you know he's got the league and it's going well. He's got this amazing community of obstacle races, but the fact that he loves nuts and wants to almost revitalize the passion that we used to have for the four laps, but turn it into something else. Cause he, rightly so you don't go back for four laps often. <laughs> so it's going to be amazing to see how quickly, uh, and, and what the, what people, view, how hard people find doing one lap of nuts as fast as you can. Cause that's a whole new challenge as well. If you suddenly have to take on these really, you know, obstacle after obstacle and trying to have brilliant, efficient technique through them all. It's going to be really interesting to see how people, um, how they respond to that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I do. You know, I I won't be able to um, comment until um, you know later on Sunday night and everything. But I, it does come across as some um, as something like once you've done four four laps, why why come back? So it does make perfect yeah. sense unless unless of yeah. course you're competing. Yeah, and and so few people are competing really, um, and and also there's there's so few people that complete it that, and the the number of people coming back changes. Each year, you've no idea if there's going to be someone really good or lots of people good or hardly anyone there. Um, it, it could be you turn up one year and you're the only guy who finishes. The potential's there. Um, but do you, do you feel more confident now, less confident? I have no idea what to expect. I have no, it's, it's like I'm going into the MDS or something. Like, you know, yeah. like you have no, yeah. I have no idea what to expect. Um, I have no idea how long it's going to take me. I'm just relying on the fact that I can plod away for for ages, and hopefully that'll that'll do anything. I think you know. I in many respects, after listening to um, 
that James James Appleton interview yeah. was like yeah. an absolute classic, and that that was you know for me, I just really thought about that and um, what he said about um, like the world champs and saying that you know he put all of his focus into uh, running on the hills um, because the yeah. amount of time that you save on that, um, you know, compared with improving your technique slightly, um, yeah. you know, in terms of the amount of time you're training. Which didn't, I mean, it hasn't really helped me at all because I haven't really had time to train anything else. But, but it's just, it's, 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 it's the thought, it's the thought, it's the thought that I know, I now know that I'm pretty much, you know, I'm not going to exert myself on, um, on upper body stuff because there's, you know, the, like the rings and stuff like that. Cause there's no, there's no way I'm going to do it. So yeah. at least yeah. go into it knowing that and knowing that I'd rather take the, um, the, the penalty um, and do that, and you know, and, and just focus on sort of like you know, the, the main concern I have is like getting cold and stuff like that, which yeah. I don't. I'm always hot. I don't. I don't really understand how I'm going to get cold because I never. I'm never cold. Um, but um, but we'll see. I don't know well, what the. You know, what I've the just thought are. of something that that your your find amazing about the course. Do you know when you run a route that has been well trodden? Yeah. And there there sometimes it forms a bit of a path or a bit of a groove. Now, the nuts challenge is incredible because they have entire banks that have been eroded in one place. And so when you're looking, instead of, you, instead of jumping into the water, there'll actually be a, a foot wide. Yeah, no, I saw that on the videos. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. And they're, they're just there year after year. They get deeper and deeper. So actually the paths you go on now, these really smooth uh, mud paths you slide into, the water because it's so well trodden and everyone takes the same route it's incredible yeah i just yeah i, th- I i'm assuming that there's gonna be oh and after pete said that but i was assuming there'd just be quite a lot of people of course and so knowing what to do next will be really obvious because there'll be people in front of you um you'll always know where to go yeah it's it's very well signposted but also but if you think about the timings that he's talking you know the the, the fastest person does it in an hour Fuck. and most people and most people do it yeah well let's say they can do 50 minutes 55 minutes and so if you spread the number of people doing it over two hours the, the time periods between runners is really spread out you know it's really far especially on the four laps i i can't remember how many take it on but let's say it's 150 people that take on the four laps yeah that might be too many it might it might be it it's not going to be far off but it could be an exaggeration spread 150 people out over two hours and you know you're looking at someone coming through once a minute so um that's that gives you a sense of of how spread out it can be right right yeah it's just it's it's just difficult to picture i just i have no real idea the um the, there's certain things i look at and i'm like i'm not sure um how well i'm going to do on them i mean i like, uh, swinging on a rope I have no idea whether I can even do that I don't think I can even hold my I think I might just go straight in the water with that it's just <laughs> yeah I'd, I'd say the only thing that you've got to make sure out of all of them is when you do the pole coming down just squeeze really tight with your legs yeah because it's really easy when you're with wet hands slippery hands to just slip straight down and smash up your leg so just grip really closely oh, no. with I've watched I've watched uh, Michael Midgley's um, oh, uh, technique on that yeah yeah that's uh, <laughs> yeah yeah I know that's that's sorted man that's sorted he's good isn't he he's really good yeah, he yeah. Ma- the thing is I get, I get the impression that he makes stuff look really really easy just <laughs> generally does. 
He just needs like what you what you want. You want him to do it, and then you want someone like me to do it afterwards to say this is <laughs> this is how a normal person looks like when they're doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I well, I can't wait. It's going to be brilliant fun. And so do badders, if you are in the area, or even if you're not, just um, come down. We'll probably set up some Facebook live streaming of the transition areas uh, when Jodie's coming in. We'll be filming the whole thing with Mud School TV anyway, but. Um, if you are at home, sat, bored on Sunday, well, we're going to be there for eight hours. Well, so. the thing is, was, this is the other thing I was thinking. I was like, right, so there's a hundred obstacles on each lap, apparently, according to the thing. So I've got 400 obstacles to go over. Now, I could go over 399 obstacles like an absolute champ. But you know, the one <laughs> obstacle where I'm going to fall flat on my ass or smash my face into something will be the one that's repeated time and time and time again. So... Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So no, there's no... That, I mean, that's, that's the real concern. It's just that I'm going to... No matter how I do, there'll be like a couple of things where, you know... I mean, like when I was watching like the Andy Parry ones, um, he, he like... Yeah. He, he does it in tall course, but then it shows him sometimes, you know, struggling with a rope now and then yeah you're looking absolutely epic but of course you're only you're only going to include in the clips highlights of where things go wrong slightly so. yeah yeah i mean and have you got any requests from the do badders who'll be there anything you'd like them to shout or not to shout or to bring or not to bring or um well, all right so i would appreciate not having any throw anything thrown at me when i'm at the top of an obstacle <laughs> <laughs> if, if possible <laughs> If if in somehow it's going to knock me off the obstacle, please. If you're going to th- if you're going to throw a milkshake at me, please. I would only specify uh, McDonald's in a carton and not a um, closed bottle of uh, Yazoo shakes. or for goodness shakes. If that's okay, <laughs> <laughs> that would Considering- that's like a missile. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what else. I I, I can't imagine um, if it's if it's as friendly as I say it is. It's going to be ace. Um, yeah, but I just, it is I really know. friendly. I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to feel after a while. I am. I. I am. I am thinking of like disguising myself. So. And, and and I do think the a lot of the musical crew will, will hang around and cheer you on, and get involved and come round to the filming as well. But um. But anyway, moving on. Moving on. So, uh, what a great episode. We've we've actually got quite a few guests lined up for you now oh this is these are these are really good and and congratulations on you man you've done some prime stalking well actually it's because of the quality of the suggestions by the do banners um when they've been asking for people i don't think they've suggested anyone yet who's not either incredibly entertaining or incredibly interesting so um first up you uh, you asked us to go out and get mr champion 5k um, his name is <laughs> Colin McCourt. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Colin's agreed to come on. Colin, if you haven't seen already, he used to represent Britain in the 5K. He's got a time of 13 minutes something as a PB. And since then, he's put on just an unbelievable amount of weight. I, I can't remember exactly how much he's weighing, but is probably he, about 16 stone now. It was, it was something he didn't qualify for the Olympics or something like that. And then he just he gave it up didn't he? And so he's yeah. piled the weight back on. We'll find the whole story out, but he piled the weight back, piled the weight on and stuff, and he looks impressive. Yeah, I mean, you just, you wouldn't think it was the same person. Um, he seems like a really good lad as well. So a lot of his friends who are all kind of GB athletes and really top runners, they've all said, 
that if he can break 16 minutes for 5k this year they'll all pay him 100 pounds each so he's I think That's at the amazing. moment he's got about sixteen hundred pounds on it as his motivation, um, and so he's now on Instagram doing regular updates of his training, of losing weight. So we're going to get him on to talk about what it's like to be elite to begin with, but then what happened, you know, the spiral, how it felt, how he feels now, the challenges of getting fit, and the great thing is, you know, this is a guy that's sixteen stone that's going to try and do that. And go from that to sub 16 5k in a year and so he's going to be facing exactly the same challenges as as we all are you know the the, the typical runner the typical average person who isn't fit who feels horrible when they run that gets niggles and he's going to be getting potential injuries if he's trying to run and his legs aren't prepared really for having that weight distribution um, as they were when he was younger. So he's going to be going through a whole world of pain. So that's going to be amazing. So he's he's one of the one of the people we've got coming up in the next few weeks. We've um, we've also gone out and we've uh, we had a suggestion when our marathon investigation post was put. So uh, there's an Instagrammer who ran a half marathon and came second in the states. Then on further investigation, uh, it was shown that on her watch, in the race pictures, she'd only ran 11 and a half miles. <gasps> That's amazing. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, really, really cheeky. She, she's now apparently disappeared from Instagram. She's removed all her accounts. I mean, I'm, I'm amazed by how aggressive it seems to be, the reaction seems to be to things like this. Yeah. Because I think, I think, oh, come on now, you shouldn't have done that. But the, the the actual abuse that seems to be outpouring to people like this, and and this isn't someone like Rob Young who's claiming records, who's going out there, you know, properly premeditated cheating. Yeah. Uh, but still, um, so it was suggested that we we contact a gentleman called Derek. I can't remember Derek's surname actually, who is Mr. Marathon Investigation. So he's got a website, and he tracks down people across the world and looks at their timing, looks at their data and outs the cheats. Amazing. Just just off his own back. I just the thing that I want to know from him is what is his attitude to aggressive cornering? I know. I know. He, uh, he's going to be furious with you, my friend. It's a big risk. It is a big risk. It, it is. is. <laughs> it could be the downfall. So you could die in nuts this weekend. I then get um, completely ostracised by the running community the weekend after. Oh my God. The end of the show. End yeah. of the show. Edinburgh got their way and they didn't have to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so he's going to be a future guest in the next few weeks as well. Um, we've got Jim from Rat Race. Jim, uh, Jim Me, you probably know him. He's set up the Rat Races, started off as Urban uh, Challenger adventure races now does ultras does um things the trail races like man v's he does the survivor the fittest so he's created all of these these races himself built the company so he's going to come on to talk to us about that journey to talk to us about what the the question marks you have as a race director or the challenges or you know, the problems that have gone on and also to fully and properly introduce the new Edinburgh race. The Edinburgh. The, the Edinburgh, yeah, the race that we all wanted. 
Yeah, exactly. So the the Edinburgh Ultra, uh, so the the Edinburgh Ultra, he's uh, he's been very kind actually, and offered as a discount as well as a do better community. So I'm now signed up for that one. Uh, probably the first ultra in my in my ratio actually, which given this is September <laughs> shows how little I've got planned. When, when is it? When is it? Up. When is it? This uh, 22nd of October. October is it? Wow. So it's yeah, pretty late on in the year. So I should be fit by then. So get it in your diary. <laughs> I've signed up for it. Uh, no yeah. idea when it is. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But get it in the diary, and nice. Edinburgh's obviously an incredible city. And we, we've got quite a few do-batters who are up there. Steve Kernan, who projects awesome in Edinburgh, he'll be there. And it means we're going to have a monstrously big night out. So combine the two together. Um, should be able to get train tickets pretty easy and cheaply out this this uh, this long this much notice out so um yeah we'll get the code out to you in the next couple of weeks and then get signed up but if you want any more people um for us to interview do suggest them in the facebook group anyone that you just think is interesting funny um ideally related to running in some way (laughs) no the, the key the key thing is what we always say as long as it's interesting and funny and they sort of get the podcast um they might not yeah. listen to the podcast. I mean, I, I don't think like 95% of the people we've interviewed have, have listened to the podcast, <laughs> to be honest. But they have been interesting and funny. And that's all that really matters. And actually, I, I think it's funnier when they suddenly listen to a podcast afterwards and go, what the shit was that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, I like it when they're suffering from um, uh, not understanding the in-jokes as much as new listeners as well. It's very <laughs> Yeah, especially things like the Eddie, Eddie is our child killer. And they're like, can I laugh along with this? I think there's, there's, an, important, there's an important lesson to be here. If you're a new listener and this is like the first episode you're listening to, um, you literally have to go back to episode one to, to fully understand it. There's no, there's no shortcuts. There's no like, oh, all of a sudden we start ganging up on people in episode 33 or something like that. You've got to go back to episode one because yeah. Edinburgh, Edinburgh hatred started in episode one and pretty much yeah. everything flows from that point. If you don't know how we taught Howard Marks how to play poker, if uh, <laughs> if you don't know about Jody, Jody's sister and myself, <laughs> the, the, the relationship that never happened, thank God. If you don't know about <coughs> Harriet on Tinder, Harriet on Tinder, based in was it Fleet in Fleet? I forgot about. Her. <laughs> So it's worth going back and starting from the beginning. It's um, we'll it's, it's it. going to take you a long way, but there's, I think um, there's very few podcasts you're going to find where they're going to be laughing at their own in jokes about in jokes. <laughs> yeah, but I think Deagle Deagle's Deagle been yes. through the whole series in the space of about nine hours. <laughs> I don't. It's like is that some like some kind of like Matrix style upload of do battering? Is he? Is he <laughs> Is he sitting there just like making like twerk? Yeah, what's it called? Like twitching, sort of going, oh, yeah, ideas are child killer. Oh, Edinburgh, he's just Edinburgh running lawyers. around saying, fuck off, fuck off, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> he's like Father Jack now, Father Ted. <laughs> <laughs> he's just in the corner. But um, yeah, any suggestions on guests you'd like to have us uh, have on the show? Do let us know. We're pretty good at convincing them to come on, thankfully. Um, and partly because we've now got the Do Better community around us, we're now bigger than Men's Running magazine. Bigger than Men's Running, see, that's what Which, happens. I don't, I don't know. Is that a good thing? Just, just should we be proud of that? I didn't even know Men's Running had a podcast. To be honest, no, their magazine. We're bigger than their magazine. So we our monthly circuit. Uh, the number of 
listeners per month is higher than the number of readers per month. It's about 50% bigger in February. Oh, absolutely. Oh, no, yeah, well, that's it for like a lot of magazines because so, their readership is, yeah. a, is, a, is a fluid term. So, yeah, I can totally believe that. I thought yeah, I well, was quite... about a podcast. Oh, right, brilliant. Yeah, I was quite proud of that. So we're, who have we got? Who's next in our site? We, we, should, we should almost set objectives of which Okay, well, let me, have, let, right, let me have a look. Let me have a look. Let's have a look. Top. Um, what, what is top uh, smash hits? What would that be? Is that big circulation? Smash hits. Smash hits isn't it around anymore, man. Ah. Oh, Remember they used so to they used to do um, what's it called? They used to have like best haircut or best couple, <laughs> didn't they? That was the that was we those should were... do that. Best haircut. Who's best haircut? I mean, best haircut this week has to be Andy Parry. My God. So we've um, we've had some more do badders load up their top trumps. Oh yeah. So we've had did. Andy Parry, and one of the facts that he put on his top trump was. That his, in fact, it wasn't a fact on there, but he's got a picture of him with the most tremendous beard I've ever seen, and it was the beard that he wore to win ninth in the world in the beer. What's the competition? The World Beer Championships. Beer Championships. Uh, yeah, it was. So, that, Andy, I, I thought he was joking. I didn't realise he was being serious. I thought that was. I a... think. Yeah, I think that's a genuine. So, um, so we've had Andy put one in. We've had his his wife and his, uh, his sister <laughs> Sheena put in as well, <laughs> putting their wedding photo on there. We've had some epic um, Phil Phil from uh, Mud Schools had an epic upload. So get in the Facebook group and just search for Top Tramps. Um, you can you can actually search the content of a Facebook group, thankfully, and you'll then have all of the different ones pop up. The plan is if we get enough of them for the people who've been on the show and also the do-badders we're then going to actually create the top jumps ourselves so even if you're terrible at photoshop terrible with microsoft paint just mock one up yourself um yeah. just need to have a red background a picture of yourself and then some white writing with stupid facts about being, yourself being so. terrible at something should never preclude you from doing anything in this group <laughs> really <laughs> really you've, if you've listened to this podcast you'll know that we practice what we preach <laughs> Absolutely. This is a temple to mediocrity. If anything, <laughs> Medioc- we don't hard mediocrity. We're hard. We're yeah. hard med- mediocres. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, but we. I mean, there's so much for us to catch up on from of do better activity. So, uh, but record your stings. Just record any stupid song related in some way any ditty any phrase and we'll use them as our cutaways and as our stings in the episodes because i'd love i'd love to have uh episodes where you just don't know what's going to be coming up in terms of yeah. the sting and then suddenly you get um, a random do better just coming up with a random phrase i think it'd be really really fun yeah so get those recorded send them to us at letters at badboyrunning.com put them in the facebook group uh, messages on facebook Thanks so much, guys. It's been a, another amazing episode. Next week, we're going to be doing a catch-up. If we're around. If we're around. And it's, it's going to be full-on nuts, to be honest. There'll be so much to talk about. Partly what JD, what happens with JD, but also <laughs> the activities of the do-badders. There's going to be a lot of other do-badders racing, and there's going to be a lot of other do-badders supporting. And I, I think they're going to be fancy dress pulling out all the stops and, and going a bit crazy so it should be one ahead of an episode you might be bored of nuts by then <laughs> but <laughs> not as bored as jd's gonna be <laughs> well all right then, yeah. 
Bye 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 bye. Cheers, Eddie. See you later, ma'am. I must admit I was a clone to be messing around, but I